What's up, everybody? This is Dante with another episode of the Off the Mats podcast. And my guest today is a family, a family of three, a family of grapplers. Um, my guest here would be the Rush family. I have to my left, Jason. I also have Lori. I also have Lena. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Um, so with this run of episodes, as you all may have already figured out listening to the previous episode, it's October. And I like October because I like Halloween. And I like to talk about horror movies and all that jazz. Um, and that's part of why I have my guests on today because even though um, Lena is one of our grapplers over at Ivy League, um, the family's also big into horror movies. So we're just going to jump right into the discussion and um, get right into it. So um, Jason, since we are redoing this because I messed up the audio before, I like to be honest about my failures. Um, what's your favorite horror movie? Uh, I'm saying my favorite horror movie has got to be Jaws. All right. Um, and what was your first horror movie? first horror movie that I remember is most likely either Jaws or The Exorcist, but I think Jaws kind of um, stuck out in my head more. All right. Um, and with that, like, like how was, like, were you, as a kid, like, like, terrified of it, or was it just one of those things where it's like, some kids just, they, they, they're desensitized and just... No, I, I was the youngest out of, you know, five kids, and my mom, she was the one that you know, watch horror movies and I was just there. So you watch whatever she watched. And I remember watching Jaws and it was more of a, it was more of a mental thing. It got in my head. And, um, I mean, I remember even going into the bathroom, being afraid to use the toilet cause it had water in it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't want to watch it before. Like <laughs> I'm still like that, but I didn't want to watch it if we were going to the, you know, the beach. So it really, mm -hmm. um, it really scared the shit out of me, but I couldn't, you know, I mean, my mom watched horror movies all the time. So it was not my choice to watch it. So, I hated horror movies when I was growing up, mm. but uh, later on, got to like them. So, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of in, in a similar boat with that. My mom watched a lot of Friday the Thirteenth and The Howling. Oh yeah. And I, I remember um, watching how it was daytime, broad daylight. We're at my uncle's house. I'm sitting in like the little den area, and yeah. Howling's on. And the bathroom. Like, it, you know, they, it didn't have a light, but there was a window right there. So you had natural light. But I remember thinking, you know, I was like, I got to pee. <laughs> right. But the, but the transformation <laughs> scene was happening. Yeah. And I just, I sat there. And the house was kind of on a tilt. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I'm sitting there and, you know, it's quiet. And then they just look and they see a stream going down <gasps> towards the TV. It, it, it was me. So. <laughs> Yeah, I used to get yelled at for taking the dog into the bathroom with me. They were like, leave the dog alone. He's trying to sleep. All the you lights know? on. All the lights on. Actually, uh, last night when recording um, and editing, I, I was down here, all the lights on. Every single light, all the lights upstairs, like the whole, the whole way around. So I understand I, that. I, I'm, I'm still you even. You can't fight what you can't see. So, someone joked with me. was like, well, you know jujitsu. was like, yeah, but mm -hmm. you can't arm bar a ghost. Right. So it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, and and Miss Lori, um, for you, what was your first horror movie? Um, it was uh, not by choice. It was The Exorcist, thanks to a babysitter. 
really screwed my sister and I up. Um, I was four, my five, my sister was three. Um, and it was like we had talked about before. It was, uh, it was terrifying only in watching the scenes with Reagan. Everything okay. else was really, we didn't get it at first until those moments. And then that was a shit your pants nightmares for the rest of our lives. But my official favorite horror movie is George Romero's original Dawn of the Dead. That, that's a that's a good one. Um, I, I like it. I, I don't see it often enough. And I think sometimes that's a charm to some right, horror movies. Right. You know, it's like I always say with Sarah, uh, my wife, that Christmas is kind of one of those things. That it's not as Christmas is fun. It's special. But then you get people who are like, I want to watch Christmas movies in June. I want to watch him in July. That's Jason. And, and the thing is, it's like, for me, it takes away from the specialness. Mm-hmm. It, for me. I, I know there's some people like, it's always special to them. Like, Wizard of Oz it, it is a special movie to me. It's a fun movie. But we would only watch it in November. Because it, yeah. it would come Same on CBS, here. I think, yep. um, growing up. So that's the only time we got to see it. Yep. And now, you know, you can watch it whenever. And I think that's kind of a similar thing with, um, the original Dawn of the Dead is I see it every so often. Right. But if I watch it all the time, it's like, oh, okay, it doesn't mean right. as much to me. But you catch it, you know, whether it be on um, the streaming app or anything. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. th- this is on. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this and and go through the motions. Um, yeah. Because that's what I do anyway. And Sarah goes, you own that movie. Yeah, but it's on here right, right. now. And it's special. Like, that's why I'm gonna yeah, watch I have it. I have the original one, um, the v- VHS. Mm. So that's like a rarity to have him set up the VHS player and you know play. So it makes it kind of cool. It's grainy. Yeah. It still gives yeah. off that vibe of when you first saw it on TV. You know, so it does keep it special. And it's you know it's something awesome about being locked into a shopping mall, everything at your fingertips, but you're there not for a cool reason. Yeah. So yeah. that in itself is like spooky. So, you know, but yeah, watching it on the, the videotape makes it kind of rare and special. I feel like when they did the walking dead with the comics more so than the show, um, as anyone who hears this, most times will probably, they know I don't care for the show. I love the comics though. I, the, mm-hmm. Over there on that shelf. Right. All of them. Um, like I always thought about, I was like, why didn't they do something like put them in a shopping mall right, where right. all the supplies are? It was like, well, that would make the show too easy. Number one, but number two, oh, Dawn of the Dead. So right. Robert Kirkman, I'm certain, wasn't trying to pull, you know, from resources already, you know, used in that in that regard. I'm pretty sure in The Walking Dead, at no point did they refer to them as zombies either. No, um, they call them walkers. Yeah, they're just walkers. Um, and I, but in, even one of my uh, coworkers, um, we we talked about Walking Dead and, and zombie movies. Period. Was like, wonder why didn't they ever like put them at a storage facility? Yeah, like that that would be interesting having them. Like break an Amazon into, storage facility, yeah, or you yeah, know, anything. Sam's Club. Like, but again, I think it would make it too easy. Sure. Um, at, at least I think you have but. to be frustrated to enjoy it, because that's what they that's what makes it scary and freaky. Is yeah when you already know how you would handle it and would end it almost as soon as it started, they go in the opposite direction to drag it out, to freak you out, to unnerve yeah. you and really get you worked up about it. So as much as I hate it with my OCD and anxiety, I, I kind of like that 
going against the norm. I, I've always, like the first season of Walking Dead I loved. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it maybe, maybe a little bit a second. Then once they got into further stuff that started veering away from the book, which, and I, I do that with the Marvel movies too. It's like, well, that's not like the book. But right. the thing is, you want you have freedom now to mm-hmm. do things a little different. Um, and Lena, what was your first scary movie? Um, I always remember watching like, or at least, um, I remember like watching scary movies when I grew up. But um, I guess the one that like really kind of like I remember was me watching Friday the Thirteenth, and I remember Jason like shooting up from the lake. And that, like, just, like, it was, it was not the whole movie I just kind of ignored except for that one part. And I remember, like, you know, like, whenever I went to take, like, a bath or a shower, I was terrified thinking he was going to come out of the bathtub or something. It just, like, I, like, it really just, like, it kind of was, like, a huge, like, wake-up call or, like, something along those lines. Um, I, I actually still can't watch that scene whenever I watch the original <laughs> Friday the 13th. I turn it yeah. off when I see the girl laying in the canoe and she's yep. sitting there. And yeah, I mean, she, yep, when she wakes up, yeah, and like uh-huh. he shoots, yeah. I just turn it off. I'm like, I, I know what's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm good here. And then when you watch part two and they redo it, I'm like, let's go ahead and speed right past this. We don't yeah. need to. Why are we living in the past? Like you, like, you know, something's coming, but it's like, as soon as he just shoots up, it was a big, like, nope, it's a no for me. Like. Uh, my brother, he was, he was real, uh, like early on with the VHS, renting them and you, mm-hmm. you know recording, and kind of back then nobody, not everybody had a VHS recorder. Well, he had already watched Friday the Thirteenth, so he knew how it ended. And when we watched it, he invited us all over to his house, and I remember sitting there on the couch and we're watching and we're thinking, okay, this is the end. The girls, you know, in the boat, and you see everything's all calm. The lakes, you know, yeah. there's no waves, and our hands even in the water, so they're kind of putting you at ease as though, yeah. well, nothing bad's going to happen. And my brother knew, and as soon as that part happened, he just screamed, and we all. I remember just not even like, I I couldn't even remember what had happened because everybody, the whole family, screamed. But yeah, that part sticks yeah, out in my head. That's one of those after you wipe your ass. Yeah. When you shit yeah. yourself, you <laughs> yeah, punch you them right go, in the face. You like, go back. I hate that. Right. The my Friday the Thirteenth was probably. I remember seeing Jaws two in the theater. I believe it was Jaws. 2. I remember seeing a shark movie in the theater. Right. It had them in Jaws two, but I remember um, at home. Friday the Thirteenth were always movies that were played in our home. Um, Halloween was another big one. My big fear. The reason why Halloween was scary to me is we we lived in a so my my mother's father sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my mom's dad um, grandfather for lack of a better term. Um, he owned several houses up in Detroit and some bars and stuff. And I think this was his, his, mo- his mother's home. Uh, she had passed away. So we were staying there and it's, it's, it was a big house. Uh, it, honestly, I was little, so it was probably the size of this house. So <laughs> probably not big, but right. it was just like, it seemed huge to me, Yeah. but it always reminded me of the Myers house. And we're always watching Halloween. And then you see Halloween too. And I had a younger brother. And when you find out that, oh, Michael is Lori's brother, he's trying to kill her. And I was like, my little brother's going to grow up and try to kill me. (laughs) And then as I got older, I realized, no, he's not. I can beat him up. I'm not scared of him. But the movie still holds special to me. But um, also, 
just thinking about watching those movies um, and being scared but not scared. Not scared while watching it, but then when the movie's off. And it's like, yeah. okay, it's a little quiet in here. Yeah. See, the the Nightmare on Elm Streets, those mm. are the ones that that got me, my, my sister and I both. Those were the ones that, you know, it was, there was nothing to do in our neighborhood. Didn't come from a, a great neighborhood at all. So when school was done, it was go get a videotape, you know, from the store. We'd watch videos in the basement. Friday nights, we would get like three or four movies, at least three of them were horror movies. And those first couple of times that we begged my parents please bring bring freddie home we you know all the other kids are doing it they're watching it it was one of those i mean i couldn't breathe at night it was i was so afraid to go to sleep it just it wrecked me and it didn't matter if i was in our house you know that was small and in a really crappy neighborhood or if we were in you know my grandmother's house where we felt safe as soon as it was nighttime freddie could get you anywhere you were you know what i mean yeah. So, Friday or not Friday? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is based on, like, not the whole Freddy Krueger thing, but it's based on like, like true events mm-hmm. of some sort. Where uh, I think in Japan, maybe kids it, were dying in their sleep, and really? they couldn't. Th- no, there's no that. explained reason. Hmm. It might be now, but back then they they didn't know, and they were just dying in their sleep. So Wes Craven, being the genius that he is, took took that and here we are. Um, it, I remember when I found that out, I was like, "Oh man, that makes that so Nothing much more changed. sinister now." Um, actually, actually, when I was uh, when I was in Flint, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. Yes, man, we just but, finished that. The other yeah, day. like. I okay. I, do, I I own it up. So so I'm lazy. So I get everything digitally now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All my stuff that I own, yeah. I, <laughs> I find it digitally. Uh, well, my old um, Mac, I uh, would copy all my movies to the computer. I had all my movies on the computer, on on the hard drive. I fried the hard drive. You could see the movies that were supposed to be there. Like you click on it, it's like, but nothing happens. But you can see oh, all man. the covers, and. I, I guess it's for the better because now with everything how it is, it would you know serve no purpose having that computer hooked to the TV. But um, I watched that movie probably every single day after school. I would just come home, yeah. sit down, turn it on. That one was the coolest. It yeah, it it just it had the most personality. Yeah, like all the characters were different and special. Right. There's actually a um, a documentary called Never Sleep Again. Um, I think it's like four hours long, three or four hours long about mm. all of like from the beginning right up to, uh, I don't think they talk about the remake. So I think it's right before that. So I think they get up to, uh, Freddie versus Jason mm-hmm. and it stops there. But, cool. um, it's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, documentary. It's, it's so interesting that I couldn't stop watching Really? Because it went through each movie, and it talked about all the behind the scenes to each one. And then there's this just an individual documentary for uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, um, which I thought that one was kind of lame. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so the funny thing with that with that one is, so New Line bought the rights to Freddy, or they I don't know if they bought it or if they pirated, they hijacked it from Wes Craven. This is their movie now. Hmm. This is their character. They wanted to make another. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 
And that's the only one, too, where Freddy, he exists outside of dreams. Right. Um, but they, the, the individual documentary, um, I can't remember what it's called now. They were talking about how there are a lot of like gay overtones in that movie, and the director was like, "We never noticed it." It was like, "Dude, you're the director. Right. <laughs> like, how did you, you not know?" Yeah. Um, and even I remember when I first watched it because, much like Super Mario Brothers Two, Nightmare on Elm Street Two was a movie that just escaped me. I never mm-hmm. saw. I saw one, three, four, and so forth, and then two was something I saw later. And I remember watching. I was like, "Something seems a little yeah, odd about this movie." It's different, yeah. Um, it, I think the big the big thing again, he he's outside of the dream, right. tormenting the kids at a pool party. He's right, like, that's weird. But um, definitely my least favorite of of the bunch of movies, along like just like Mario Two is my least favorite Mario Brothers game. So, um, but with just the way that that kind of all breaks down, uh, at least for me. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies always creep me out after the fact. They never mm-hmm. creep me out during, like afterward, like going to bed. Yeah. It was always scary. Um, I think I cut you short. What's your favorite scary movie, Lena? Um, my favorite scary movie would have to be The Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie. Okay. Like, I don't know. I just, like, out of all, like, even, like, House of a Thousand Corpses or, like, the three from hell like it was just like the devil's rejects really did stand out for me and i just like enjoyed it because i think you got to see like more of the family and all like before you kind of thought like you know it'd be like the last one standing or like you know one of those types of things but instead you really got to see more about the family and like how they all kind of came together and stuff like that and i really enjoyed that i think with that one too it felt the most real yeah like House of a Thousand Corpses seemed kind of... I, I love that movie. I think it's back on Netflix. It's weird. That, I mean, again, I'm lazy, but it's weird that I have all these movies. I'm like, yeah, but it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Let me just click like that. Like, watching that one, it was like, okay, that was really good. And, you know, it kind of ends there. And it's like, but there's some stuff where it's like, eh, eh, that probably... Factor. Yeah. But those rejects, it's like, that could really happen. Yeah. That That's... A lot of that just seems a little too on the nose. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, I, th- I think Devil's Rejects really followed through. Like, in other words, the movie, a lot of Rob Zombie's movies kind of jump around a little bit. And they mm-hmm. have, like, parts in there that you really think, like, okay, what does that have to do with what they're doing right now? I think Devil's Rejects, you know, they went from, you know, the raid of the house. Then they're yeah. trying to escape, and they're trying to get a hold of everybody to find a place to go. And they really follow through. And I think um, not only that, but, but William Forsythe being in it, he's always one of my favorites, even though yeah. he's played some really strange parts. But he, he played that role of the, the cop that wants to re, you know revenge. Yeah. And I just enjoyed all the characters, and I thought they were great. I think Rob Zombie's characters are all, like even like the background characters are always yeah. interesting. Um I know a lot of people disliked his take on Halloween. I, I liked loved it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked it. Was good. I, I wasn't, I wasn't vibing on the second one as much. It, yeah. He got a little carried away with uh, Sherry and the dreams and yeah, and, and some stuff. But um, but the first one, I, I really, I really liked that. The the kid, um, uh, Derry Dag. D a e g. Oh, the kid uh, who the uh, kid, uh, played, the kid Michael. That played Michael. Yeah. Um, I actually saw him on Instagram not that long ago, and he's trying to do some modeling and rapping and stuff. So it's kind of like it's a little on the awkward side, but um, 
I think he, you know, as a as a child, I think he played a, a good Michael Myers. You know, you never really got to see yeah. who Michael was. And, um, I mean, he was a little shit, and I think he played that, that part pretty good. So I, I liked his... I liked his take, and I, I like where it where it came from. I always felt like, I know there are some points where people are like, you know, you don't want to sympathize with the the killer. Sometimes it's okay just to have someone be crazy, and I, and I agree that that's terrifying. Hannibal Lecter, that's terrifying. Let him be right. him. Don't give us Hannibal Rise and, and then say, right, right. oh well, it's because of this that right. he's this. You know, now there's sympathy. Like with Michael Myers, though, it wasn't so much. Like even looking at that background, that mm-hmm. doesn't still build sympathy because he right. was still. He was still a little <laughs> shit. Yeah, he was yeah. still you can killing tell he's animals. Definitely off. Um, but then you know having what kind of uh, catapulted him into the madness. And another thing that I really enjoyed about Rob Zombie's version is, at no point, like in the original, um, Doctor Loomis shoots him. He's like, I shot him six times. Right, right, right. He got up. And so that gives you the idea there's something supernatural going on here. Right. In Rob Zombie's version, you see him get shot, but it's never anything fatal where you're like, right, oh, right. he's shot and dead. Like, it's yeah, a right. winged like him. Yeah. It, it, and that's the thing that, that I did enjoy. Again, it there's realism to it. It's like, this could really happen. That's a really big dude. Like... That's just a big dude out there killing people right. versus the original Halloween. It's a dude probably my size, you know, yeah. just walking around with a right, knife, stabbing right. people. I mean, look, not for nothing. If I saw me on the street, I'm not scared of me with a William Shatner mask on. I'm probably right. going to hit me in the knee with something. Right. So, like, but that Rob Zombie version, that's a big dude. If I saw that big dude walking around, it's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, um, I think. I'll walk the <laughs> other way. Yeah. Like, I, I. Mm. I, I left the other one. Yeah, like gotta go, gotta go. Um, but I I enjoyed that. Yeah, the second one, I think I only watched it once just because it was yeah. so out there. And it was, I just I was like, nah, I'm all right. I, I think yeah. I think I bought that one as well. I I just buy movies just to buy them now. It's just like just yeah, get... I, I've been reined in from that. Uh, what was it? Uh, you got me the crazies. Yeah, the crazies. Before I even had a chance to see it, because we, we always wait for the movies uh, yeah. to come out. The movie theater experience typically gets annoying, especially mm-hmm. people talking or whatever. So sure, yeah. he bought the the crazies. I loved the original. It was done in like the fifties or sixties, and um, mm-hmm. and then the the remake was just. I mean, it was okay, but it was like. Eh. And then we've got this twenty dollar Blu Ray DVD that. It's like you got to eat the cost of that, so we try to wait first. But you know, uh, while we're talking about Halloween, I think the first original and the second are, uh, yeah, I think they're probably the best sequel of a horror movie. Maybe not, you know, of all movies, I but I think it, it it picked up so perfect. And it's like no matter how long you go without seeing the first one, as soon as they put the second one on. And you see yeah. him, you know, yeah. he's in the room and he sits up. It brings you right back to the first Halloween. You don't have to catch up. You don't have to catch yeah. up. They, they catch up that whole first movie in the first, like, two minutes. And I Which think it was... why the third one was so freaking disappointing. Oh, yeah. You so, get that <laughs> the shamrock, yeah. that yeah. dumbass. Yeah. Made, season of the no, Witch. Yeah, Season of the Witch. So, worst. I, it's perfect timing. So, there is yet again another documentary, four hours long, um, called... Um, Searching for Darkness, I think it is. Uh, 
these things are on uh, the Shutter Shutter TV, um, the horror movie app, which I we we ordered it last year and thought, eh, we, you know, we'll do the trial, and it's just it, it's a treasure treasure chest full of just classic horror movies, uh, foreign horror movies, documentaries. Um, there's a documentary called Cursed Films. They talk about there's a five parter, and it talks about um, Exorcist. The Omen, uh, The Crow, Twilight Zone, the movie, and Poltergeist, and it kind of gives you the behind the scenes on that. But um, but basically, watching uh, this documentary last night, they were talking about Halloween, Halloween two, and uh, Halloween three. And one of the things with Halloween two is that um, I think John Carpenter didn't come back for that one, and I didn't know that. I you know I never even connected that. You know I don't look at who directed this one. I just right. assumed because it was so seamless. It, like they they connected right from the first sure. and to the second, you would think that they isn't that it. also because uh, what's his name Mustafa yeah the guy uh, that the, he was he was he was there for those but he was out on the third as uh, I think is also what played in the the huge difference. There were changes on the third movie yeah. that they uh, decided to try something different and veer away from Michael Myers as yeah. the killer and go with this whole uh, company that produced these masks and they'll give them to the kids and as soon as they watch the TV. So they're you know. saying that they want to make that series an anthology series of just different films. Okay. Um, and it just, the third one just didn't, it didn't work out. But there, so I've only watched the third one once. I won't watch it again. Yeah. It just didn't seem like my cup of tea until someone brought up an interesting point about the movie with the mask um, and, and the little chance. Silver shamrock. Um, they're like, now, what if you tie that back to Michael Myers as a kid, wearing his mask, and then he went crazy and started killing? Maybe that's it. I was like, that's an interesting theory. I can, it, yeah, it, I it, can see it, that. It, yeah. it's, it, it's not enough for me to say, yeah, I want to go back and watch that movie again. Sure. But... It's one of those things where I I might go just take a look at it and try to wrap my brain around it. But th- there have been a couple different reboots with Halloween um, that now I'm just like, do I do I even like how do I even watch these movies now? Because you have H2O, which you just you just disconnect four, five, and right. six, right, and jump right to H2O, and then even after that, you come with the Rob Zombie movies, and all of it's erased. And now you have the newer ones with uh, Danny McBride, I think, uh, co-wrote them, which was interesting that it's like, wow, he's in all those Judd Apatow movies and right. he's a funny guy. And I, I enjoyed the newest Halloween. Um, I, I enjoyed it enough. I, I went to it in the theater and I was like, I like this. I bought the digital yeah, I don't have a physical copy. I bought the digital. If I buy a physical copy, that means I love it. And and, um, and you know, a lot of those are great movies by themselves, but when you try to relate them back to the yeah. original, that's what ruins it. So if you just yeah. look at it, it was a more individual movie. It's to me, it's it's really good. Even Rob Zombie's, yeah. you know, the second one, as itself, it's a great movie. But then when you look at it, and you're like, well, I really like the original one. This kind of ruins it for me, you know. So yeah, I think that's where it gets into this weird. Um, bubble where it's like you have the originals and i think the original halloween one and two are are still two of my favorite horror movies of all time i yeah i just can't not watch them this time of year sure um but then we have the other movies it's like you know it does it take away from those no not at all but i think those other two are so strong 
that it makes the newer ones feel weak. Um, I think when Rob Zombie's Halloween came out, they did something on YouTube, like a little panel. They had kids that, uh, you know, I think 20-somethings watching Halloween, the original Halloween. And they're all like, is, this isn't scary. Is, is this so, supposed to be scary? And it's like... They're desensitized. That's, that's what, like, the 70s and 80s. I mean, even... I mean, from the time they started horror movies, I mean, you, you had to appreciate the classics because it was all imagination. And yeah. that's what scared the shit out of people, you know, because you were watching something that you could potentially see in real life. So now yeah. we've got this new generation, CGI, yeah. you know, all these super special computer effects. So now you try to show somebody how they they used to look like something that could have been real and it just it doesn't blow their mind like they're they're yeah. so i mean even with with gore and 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 special effects and stuff i mean you could see somebody blown away on the street and it would not affect you the way it, it would have our generation back yeah. in the day we would have just you know been so freaked out and it's it's really it, it sucks sometimes when you're trying to relate you yeah. know, to kids now, like, oh, you come over, you know, I got a whole bunch of, and they, they look through my horror collection or my, my movie posters and stuff. And they're like, oh, you, you know, like that, that's not scary. And then you got to sit through 25 of their TikToks. And to me, that's more <laughs> horrifying, you know, than, than anything is the stuff that they find entertaining today. So I, I see what you're you know where you're going with that and I, I think it's the desensitization you know yeah exactly I mean I mean I agree with Laurie I think like we'll try to show Lena one of our movies that we really enjoy <laughs> and she'll sit there like are you serious but Here's I think Lena. um uh, I think even with like Jaws and the rest of them you know the Exorcist and all they didn't have all the special effects as they yeah. do as they did like even in the 80s and the yeah. 70s movies relied more on not really showing you what was killing. Yeah, it was it's, the music, it was, right. the lighting. Like, you know, the exorcist, you see, you know, the face pop up on the, you know, the cabinet, and you're like, yeah. you know, what was that? And is that the killer? And it, it got your mind trying to catch up to think, and but then you have it drawn up in your own head, which you, you know, think it is. But, Lena, you want to describe the movies that we try to get you to watch? Um, yeah, so I normally, like... Um, when we normally like, cause we always sit down and we watch like a horror movie and all, and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be like sitting down and like, you know, we'll be watching a movie and I'm thinking, man, maybe they're finally going to pick something good. And I get on and I'm watching and I'm waiting for it. And it's like the killer bees. And I'm like, no, I'm looking at it. And like, I'm like, like even like, you know, they're watching and like my parents look so into it and I like, I'm watching and like, I finally, I look down like, you know, at my phone because like, it's honestly like so not interesting. And you know, that's when I finally, I'm like, Oh look, my friend just posted something. But like, like, you know, it's just, I completely get sidetracked. It's just like, you know, it's like, like what I was like, you know, I'm used to now seeing like, you know, the movies that have like so much like cgi or like you know stuff that actually looks like real but when i look back then they didn't have that stuff okay it looks I'm, real, feel, I'm feeling attacked stuff. right now <laughs> all right <laughs> so, <laughs> so but that's the thing though when, when you look at movies today where they give you the creature yeah. they, they show you mm -hmm. the creature and it's like th th some of those creatures you know they don't look scary it's just they look gross um, when you look at a movie like American Werewolf in London, ah, oh that's, the only, that's the only that's the only old movie I am not gonna watch. <laughs> right. 
that that movie is scary because they give you the ideal of the werewolf changing. You you don't see, like you do a werewolf movie now, they're they're gonna show it all. Yeah. They're gonna show you the werewolf changing, full change, like right there in front of you. Like that movie, you know, they broke it down and they, they only gave you like little glimpses of certain things. Um and even in the nineties, um one of the one of the movies, late nineties, um, even though it's kinda a lot of people didn't like it, but what I liked about it is you were made to use your imagination and let it scare you was Blair Witch. Uh, Um, That one actually got me. That one got me. It got me. Um, I I, I think stuff like that is special because it tricks you into scaring yourself versus a lot of movies now, they're just like, they're lazy. It's like, look, just put it out there and scare them because they're not going to get it. Like, and we, we can't risk people not getting it and the movie not doing well. And, you know, like Paranormal Activity... There was nothing in that movie. That that first movie was actually very, very boring until you get to like the last maybe 15 minutes yeah. where it's like, okay, there's stuff's going on here. Yeah, see, now, like, that's what, like, is funny. So, like, we can sit down and, like, now, like, when I was a kid, any little thing really used to freak me out. But, like, now when we watch Paranormal Activity, The Blair Witch Project, or, like, you know, like, things like Ouija and, like, stuff, like, all, like, that type of stuff. Now, that freaks me out because, like, I'm used to, like, you know, now when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I know a werewolf isn't going to pop it. Like, that's so lame. And, like, you know, like, that type of thing. But, like, now when you see things, like, you know, like, um, when you're looking and you'll see something move out of the corner of your eye or, like, like, you know, something like Amityville or, like, you know, something where it involves paranormal stuff, that actually gets me because, you know, you'll do the whole nope, 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 like, you know, when, like, the the chairs get stacked or something. See, like, that type of stuff is what freaks me out because even though you don't see it, um, maybe you like, you know, you don't even see anything that's there. It's still like the fear factor. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, the typical, like, Oh my God, look, there's a werewolf in the woods. It's like, now it's kind of like, Oh my God, there's something in your house that like, you know, it's kind of like the whole Billy, did you put that there when you know, no, no, we didn't put that there. Like he was sleeping and all it's like, you know, what isn't there is what scares you more, I guess, than like, you know, watching it and Oh my God, that like he's wearing a mask and all. And it's like, I think it's that type of thing that scares like our generation at least like that's fair it's like when the 80s and even the 90s they had a lot of slasher films they they kind of steered away from this you know the spooky um and and a lot of the a lot of horror movies was tangible whereas you know again you come from the 70s you got the omen Mm -hmm. um you got the exorcist got the fog which was 80 but yeah, still that was my dad's girl um you know you you have these films that the 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 fear is intangible it, you know it's a ghost it's a demon it's it's the devil it, it's this or it's that and then you get into the 80s and then it becomes you know jason you know he he's this unstoppable force but he's still a tangible being right. that's slashing people up michael same deal freddie yes he's in your dreams but still a physical entity um doing things chucky um another one yeah. um so you know when you well, get like into if, that if you look back in like like the 50s and 60s when rod serling was doing the twilight zone i mean mm-hmm. that was also a good example of the unknown you know like these the the idea that something can happen and the rest of the world is okay but you're the only one that notices that there's a there's a mm-hmm. difference that, that everything is operating on a different level. 
and you know that's that's spooky and and i'd like to see more of that kind of come back because like you said we we see this creature you know so what is there to be scared of what is there to really like freak out about you know, I mean, even okay. So, like, Chucky was. Jason has a major issue with dolls. Well, by the way, because I think I need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, you know, me. I can get that. But like, the dolls they hide, and not yeah. everybody sees the doll move. So that so then you have mm-hmm. the 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 whole oh that's not real. You're you're making now Johnny. Come on now. There's no such thing as a doll that talks. So yeah, that even though you're seeing the the horror. The, the focal point of the horror movie, you yeah. know, but you, you're you're still dealing with that what other people don't acknowledge is going on, and uh, Jason's favorite, if you would like to, yeah, I so when I was a kid, if you want to hear something, you can all laugh for for the people who who I, they don't I know apologize me profusely beforehand before for the for the people that don't know me, you know, my physical, you know, like attribute, whatever the hell you call it, I'm six two, three hundred pounds, and scared of dolls, so. <laughs> In 1975, I believe it was, uh, there was a guy by the name of Dan Curtis. He made a movie called Trilogy of Terror. And it it had Karen Black, and it was three (laughs) short stories. And um, I remember the first time I saw it, um, well, I would have been two when it came out. But my mom and my sister loved that movie. And I remember the first two were, you know, they were short stories about something else. And the last one had had a doll in it, you know, and, and it was an African uh, Zuni doll, I believe they call it. The fetish okay. doll. Yeah. yeah. And um, a lot of people, they don't know the movie till they see a picture and they're like, oh, I remember that. This movie screwed with me so mentally when I was a kid. And I remember, I mean, I would lose years of sleep. I'm not even talking about like like a night. It would stay with me no matter if I watched a movie or not. It was like in like really in you know, embedded in my head. As soon as I went to sleep, it didn't matter. And I used to try to watch a lot of cartoons right before I went to bed so I wouldn't think about this thing. As soon as I closed my eyes, there it was. And I would oh, hear wow. things running through the hallway. Like it was all in my head. It wasn't in the house. It's not like the house was on. But I remember, man, jumping from my bed and actually landing in the hallway, which you're talking probably 16 feet as a kid, and not hitting my head on the ceiling. Like it was so perfect, like a perfect high dive. That's how bad it scared me. And um, still to this day, like, if I watch it, you know, it's, it's like one of those. Um, with the little dolls. With the, uh, uh, puppet yeah, master. Puppet Master yeah. wasn't as bad because, um, like, this thing was, it, it was truly a demon out to get Karen Black. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I, the, whole, the first time she gets it out of the crate, the box, I'm like, why would you buy something? Like, why would you bring that home? Have you ever seen a picture of it? I, I have a visual in my head. Hold but... on. I mean, uh, while we're talking, that yeah. way you can at least relate. So here's, uh, you ever remember seeing that? Yes. I, I, I <laughs> and that's, that's not cool. I, I mean, mean he's got it right there. I yeah. mean, that's how much it affects him. He can pull it up and I can't, point four Yeah, seconds. I can't keep it as a screensaver on my phone, but I do have it in my top five pictures. I, mean, I was going to say, that, that was like right there. Right well, and, the, and then when Chucky came out, Chucky was a little different because, you know, he had the voices of, you know, of a guy who was the spirit in it. But yeah, man, dolls, like if I watch any type of movie where the doll moves, it's an immediate, <laughs> it's like uh, so freaky. It, and it's not like it's, it's going to actually be able to kill me, but it's like, man i can't handle that you know what i mean and it's uh supernatural (laughs) stuff is what is what's really intense i i i really like that you can feed off that it's up to interpretation and it none of it's wrong you know what i mean like um the clown and poltergeist Ah. yeah the the Mm -hmm. the poltergeist is is intense you know um the omen i mean the first time i saw that i mean you just 
that woman, it's all for you, Damien. Yeah. Oh, and she yeah. just comes down, and, and you can see Gregory see, I Peck's... I like the jackal and the omen. I think that was the yeah. only thing that really freaked me out. But, like, Gregory Peck's face, like, you, you can empathize with him. You can really put yourself where he's at, like, you know, like... And, and then towards the end, like, just that, that fear that he has, it was somebody that he loved. I mean, that... Yeah. That was his son, for all intents and purposes. And, I mean, you just... You can't imagine. I mean, what what does he have... What, breaking point what must that feel like when you get to the point where you're going to drag your kid into the church and you're you're ready to do that because all of mankind is depending on you know like that's something that like you can you'll think about that all week long whether you're going to school work whatever like that sticks with you a a monster you see for what an hour and 20 minutes you you might you know maybe you might think about it but it doesn't like last as long poltergeist you know the little girl you know and the family praying and you know the entity i mean barbara yeah. hershey she comes home and the first earmuffs the first thing she welcome home cunt you know, like yeah. really i mean i get goosebumps just thinking about i mean like that's stuff that is just like that taboo is on shutter. yeah i think i have you, that on my list I mean, just like so, you know, like out of all like the um, movies and all like with uh, like the paranormal, like The Exorcist. I remember, I think I watched that last year, and like you know, a lot of people are like that movie freaked me out as a kid. But like, I guess because I'm like it, like you're so used to like you are. everything. Well, because yeah, this is our well, house, three hundred sixty-five well, so, days out of the year. Like you're so like it's just like you kind of just like I'm watching it and like I'm wait like and I'm not like you know I wasn't scared like I, I was honestly waiting for like what freaked my parents out what freaked my grandfather out so much to where they hated this movie like and I like I watched the whole thing and like literally like it was just I didn't like it like I got the like the gist it wasn't that like you know I don't get it like I knew it was happening and like you know all that it just like it honestly like it didn't phase me and all and it was just like. Like, it's funny how, like, you know, you have, like, you do have, like, the scary movies and all, but, like, a few things, like, the Get Out um, thing yeah. and all, like, that, like those types of things, like, freak me out and all. And it's, like, you know. So, I think the thing is, though, too, especially when, when we think generationally with some of the horror movies, like, again, for you, The Exorcist, you're mm-hmm. like, well, what, what freaked them out? Because it's not freaking me out. <laughs> Especially when you think about when that movie came out, I think what like seventy five, seventy six at that time, and also we didn't have the internet, you know, at that time, so it wasn't like you know you're looking at stuff all the time. You know, okay, this isn't real. When a movie like that comes out, and then the headlines that that you're hearing about all this stuff that's happening on the set. Oh yeah, know, like the yeah. So now there's controversy to this movie, and you're thinking, okay, they're doing a movie about exorcisms and all this bad stuff's happening. It's cursed. Like, right. that's why this stuff is happening. You shouldn't be making this movie well, type And they, they have people leaving the movie theaters before the yeah. movie was, like, 20 minutes in. They're passing out, throwing up in the aisles. So that kind of press really yeah. freaks you out before you even get in there. They have just, I mean, car commercials today where they'll pop a demon face on, hey, happy Halloween. <laughs> like, you, you see it all the time now, so yeah. nothing really... Yeah, disturbs th- you like it did before social media and the desensitization of the whole thing. Um, yeah. I think with um, with the exorcist as well, especially during those times, like, you know, your parents, you know, uh, my grandparents, my parents, you know, I think, yeah, my, no, because my mom was in. She was, so, so never mind. But like, but like, you know, her dad, you know, my grandma, 
you know, they, you know, they look at stuff like this and they say, oh, well, you know, you know, you know, there's old school mentality to that. There's, there's that old school religion mentality. So, and sometimes I feel like those are some of the creepier things too. When horror movies dabble into religion, then it right. gets, it, it's, it's creepy for no reason. It's just like, just. Because they're talking about something you're not supposed to go there. Yeah. And, you know, about, you know. I mean, that was like the Amityville. That's another movie I remember from a kid, you know, my mom and my sister watched all the time religiously. And I remembered parts of it. And one part that I remember is when, uh, you know, the mom, she goes walking up to the girl's room and the chair's rocking. And she says, uh, you just scared away. Jody. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jody. Jody. And when she goes to look out the window and sees the red eyes looking in. And I, I mean, still, I will go past a window that doesn't have curtains if the sun's down. Mm-hmm. And I won't look because I know what I'm going to see. And it's those old movies. I think the reaction of the people in it would also get you in their head. And you're like, and it's it's more how you would respond to their reaction in the movie. Where now they just show you the creature and you know what he looks like. Jaws, yeah. they waited till almost over half yeah. the movie before you even saw the shark. They already had you, you know, stressed yeah. out because of what was happening, and you didn't see what it was yet. You know, I think they relied on a lot more of that then. A lot of these yeah. movies, they were balling on a budget, too. Yeah. So they couldn't afford to give you a creature or the whole thing. And, yeah. and that's what, again, that's what makes it even better, you know? I mean, they had to be creative to yeah. make it scary. They didn't, they, you know, they only had, you know, some cardboard, a couple of people that called themselves special effects. That's why I love Tom Savini. I mean, he took run of the mill things and was able to create these cool effects that, you know, people just don't appreciate, you know, in today's day and age. Yeah. Um, Like another thing, like speaking of like, you know, the waiting and all, like, it's just, I guess, like, that's what kind of, like, again, like, builds it up. Even with, like, the paranormal stuff, I really think it works for, like, all the horror movies. Like, one, like when you're putting it off and, like, you know, you're hearing maybe, like, the rumors around, like, the town. Or, like, yeah. you know, you're hearing, like, you know, over their news or something like that. Like, about all these terrible events. So, like, you're already stressed out and you're just, like, what, like, what is it? Like, could it be this? Could it be that? And, like, even, like, I can't really remember the name. But, like, when you're watching, like, there was this one movie and... You know the flies start covering the window, and like the oh. priest can't go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Amityville. Yeah. But like the priest can't go into the house because like you know it's sweating, and like you know they hear you hear the get out, and all. Like I remember like that's yeah. like Mama's already telling me all about it. Once I hear like the really deep voice, like you know screaming at him to get out, that was a big like oh my god, and like you know like that like that definitely got me like on my toes and freaking me out. I think I I like the original Amityville. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it's just creepy. The, I, I didn't hate the 2005 one with Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, Reynolds. Reynolds. It, like, one, towards the end, it started getting a little much. Mm-hmm. But um, early on, it, 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 it was fine. You know, it kind of still kind of kept a little bit of that, that flavor. Uh, I mean, the original one, though, like you said, with, with the uh, glowing eyes out the window, stuff like that, like the reaction of the um the actors in the movies you know talking to my niece um about the dracula franchises yeah. um, i was like who's your favorite you know dracula she's like uh bella lugosi, uh, bella bella lugosi. lugosi. Mm-hmm. um and and the one thing that we kind of got in on about that was that acting then was different mm-hmm. like you it had was to theatrical sell it. yeah mm-hmm. you, you like and them selling the fear them selling 
the scare, you know, that made all the difference. And that carried on mm-hmm. really up until the 80s. Like, and I feel like in the 80s, once you start getting into the horror movies, again, it got a little watered down because you got so many of them, number one. But number two, um, you know, at that time, it was just kind of like, you know, the screams, scream. Yeah, it was, right? it was just, more slasher, like yeah. like Lon Chaney when he was doing the werewolf. Like, you yeah. had to, they like you said, you don't just watch them completely transform into... It was just little bits and pieces, so you had to watch his face, the agony, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, Boris Karloff, you know, he had 25 tons of makeup on when he played the monster in Frankenstein. But you could, I mean, they they really get into it. Vincent Price, he perfected yeah. his his uh, enunciation, his 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 manner of speaking to, to have his own unique, almost his own um, uh, accent. You, yeah. and, and it's yeah. you can recognize him whether you're listening in another room and he just you know there were certain ways that he would speak to a, a to a different character and you knew shit's about to hit the fan like you know and that that's like that's golden you know you can't you, you got to really be good to, i love ryan reynolds you know i mean yeah. he he, yeah. he does he's he's great but i just think there's there's something the newer uh, remakes the newer actors they just they rely on other things to help yeah. them drive a point across whereas you know back in the day they they relied on this 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 way of theater you know really performing I think uh, a lot of newer actors too in, in the remakes and just horror in general rely on being directed mm-hmm. to be a certain way whereas you know again you get someone like Vincent Price you know he took it into his own hands was like look I'm gonna do this you know, um, you know, I'm sure there was, you know, some you know, conversing with the director, but back then it was a lot different. Mm-hmm. Back then, I also don't think egos were right. as big a thing with directors, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's there's that freedom to, you know, let, let's see what we can do to make this more chilling. Versus now, you got the actors kind of like, hey, I need right. to, I need some direction. I need to know what to do. I need to know where to go. Well, and. And when all this was, you know, when they're first coming up with the monsters and everything, it had never been done before. So um, it wasn't really a a popular idea. So (laughs) these actors themselves had to help sell their own movies, like um, Mela Nermi, Vampira, uh, Elvira, and the monsters and the Adams. That's all based, it's all stolen from her concept. And she would ride around Hollywood promoting herself you know these long rubbery red uh fingertips and she was in character 24 7 to build this business up she had a little slot on a on a saturday night to to promote these little horror movies or whatever and and i mean people would run into her and she she never left the house not in character because she she would fade away and i mean people oh i love you so much and She's known for that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. She just, she killed it. You know, these people promoted it. Um, Bela Lugosi, you know, everywhere he went, he had that scowl, those dark eyes, you know. I mean, they just, they had to promote for themselves. And, you know, it was just like, you have to appreciate that. And now it's, you know, they they have handlers. Oh, go talk to... Yeah, you know, go speak NBC, smile here, turn here. Yeah. They did all of that themselves. They directed themselves. They, you know, they, they, they owned it. They were that character wherever they were to, to keep that horror 
genre alive, you know, back in the day. Whereas now it's, you know, it's everywhere. They have Hollywood. I mean, yeah. um, uh, Halloween. What is it? The spirit stores. Like, yeah. Yeah. you. It's at your fingertips. Where you know they had to bring it to you. You know. I think with a lot of it today too, um, just it, it's not original. Mm-hmm. Most most stuff. Most of the movies are remakes. Um, you know, even when they did 13 Ghosts, I didn't realize that was a remake at the time. Yeah. Like, right out the gate. It, it took me, because we went to see that in the theater. I liked it. And then I remember, because um, I knew about House on Haunted Hill yeah. as an oh, original yeah. and then a remake. And then, for some reason, it just never occurred to me, oh, these are, you know, oh, from, you know, within the same pocket. Okay. Right. Um, but even when you look at um, you know, I guess what you would call original horror movies now being, you know, The Conjuring or being uh, Insidious, uh, stuff like that, it, it's still coming from something that's already been tread over before. Right. right. Um, the, even though I, I did like The Conjuring, uh, the first one, and I liked the first Insidious, mm-hmm. and I wish they would have never made any more after that. Yeah. Um, after that movie ended, I remember walking out just thinking, like, wow, like, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then I get to work and a co-worker's like, yeah, it was so good. They got to make a second one though. We got to know what happens. Right. Like, no, 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 no. We don't need to know what happens. Right, right. Let your imagination tell you, tell you what happened. When it's you that know. good, right. Um, it, that, and I think that's what ruins a lot of these things. If it made money, we got to make more. Right. And sometimes it's okay to say, hey, it made money. Let me go run with another ideal somewhere else. Yeah. Um, the first, the first saw. I would have been fine if that movie mm-hmm. yeah. ended there. And even though I did like the second one and the third one was the limit where it's like, they could have stopped. I, I could have done without the third one, but it's fine. But if they would have ended with the first perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Like I think a lot of stuff like, you, you know, you do have your movies like again, like, you know, house of a thousand corpses, like you can add on, but like, there's a limit where like, you know, f- like after a while you're kind of like, all right, like, you know, You could have, like, you know, yeah, like, a lot of things, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I remember, like, watching Rosemary's Baby, and, like, I remember, like, that messed me up. And, like, you know, I really, I remember, like, watching, and I was like, holy crap, like, that's a lot. And, like, you know, like, there are good movies where, like, it ends there, and it's great, and it's perfect, and, like, you know, just leave it there. But, like, you know, like, when you add go on for, like, other movies, like, you know, it's, like, even though you're, like, what? I want to know more. It's, like, a good cliffhanger, and you know that you should just, like, keep keep it there. Like, you know, just, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, like, like your, uh, you know, Carrie. I mean, that's only going to end a certain way. About, you know, and, I mean, the remake was good, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. Sissy Space, yeah. and, and, I mean, that whole thing, it's, like, and with those those older movies, they always had that fogginess to them. And that's yeah. what I like too. The new movies with their their real crisp, clear. Yep. You don't get the same. Yeah, you don't get the yeah. same nostalgic feeling with them, and that's what I think uh, makes the movie good as well. It's the whole thing. It's like yeah. records or streaming from you know iTunes. Yeah. Who doesn't love the crackling of a of a yeah. vinyl, you know, record? You know, I mean, it's just. I don't know. It's just I guess that's showing your age that oh. <laughs> We like the way it was, you know, but I like the way it was, you know, it, it yeah. just, I don't yeah. know, that's where it, it was scary. You can only watch some of the new stuff so much. We, we, a lot of the new, I mean, 
for us every day. I mean, every every <laughs> night we watch we watch horror movies. Like occasionally, there's there's some comedy in there. Yeah. You know, we are kind of upbeat people, but you know, I mean, we are the Adams family basically for a reason, and it's you know we we pepper our old horror with the newer stuff mm, be, yeah. just because we can't decide which old movie we, we want to watch in between. You know, it's, it yeah. just, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll try it and I'm, I'm into some of the, the newer ideas and, and stuff like that. But, um, I just, I haven't really seen anything new that's really blown my socks off and, and really given me the, the heebie jeebies, I guess, like, like all the older I stuff. I don't know that anything new is in that pocket though. I, I yeah. think again, it's just, it's that weird thing of they're just. I don't want to say it's lazy, because I don't think it's that. Yeah. I just think it's that it's, it's too convenient, and in schedules like back then when you made a horror movie, you work on it for not just a yeah, horror yeah. Movie, a movie period. You work on it for almost right. a year. Now you know they could pump a movie out in two months. Right. Like, like there's a movie on Shutter called Host, and, and granted it, it's. Yeah. It, there's hardly anything to it. It's basically them doing a Zoom yeah. call. Yeah. But that, that, I think I watched that in July. Mm-hmm. So that had to have been put together, right? Maybe in May. Yeah. Well, they've got June. they've got um, the the COVID zombies yeah. now. It's, they must have been making that literally a week after everybody was told to shelter in place. Well, yeah. like I remember, like I know that, like even though it's not really that new. I know that, like, I guess the newest that I really know of that, like, I really enjoyed was Shaun of the Dead. It was just, like, the whole, like, literally, like, I know word for word just, like, everything. And, like, even though it is a funny comedy, it's just, like, you look at it and it's, like, you know, like, you wonder, like, I think I would actually, like, I would act the way they do. Like, you know, completely clueless, clueless to, like... All the zombies walking around right behind them, you know, thinking it's like, you know, the old man down the street that like, you know, always asks for spare change. And like, you know, like, you know, just like everything, like I can relate so much to the movie. And it like, honestly, like it was a good like thinking about it and it gets twisted. And like, you know, it was just like it really gets you attached to the characters. And it it didn't really remind me of like a rushed movie where like, you know. It quickly yeah. gets to the point and then it's finished. And you're like, I, I really don't even get the movie. It ends when it's supposed to. Yeah, it end. ends when it's supposed to. And it's just like, you know, it really does remind me of like, you know, something where like, you know, I, I want to like keep that. Relate. Yeah, I can relate to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not one of those movies where it's like, um yeah, that was, that sucked. It's like one of those like good movies and you get a good feeling from it and all. Yeah, we originally watched Shaun of the Dead as a joke. Laurie and I, I mean, because she's the zombie person. I mean, ever since I've met her. All her movies have been zombies. Zombies is what kind of gets in her head. And I remember when Shaun of the Dead came out, we're like, what the hell is this? I'm like, is this a joke? And we knew it was a comedy. We got that. But we watched it. And after the movie was over, I'm like, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. I can think of plenty of other movies that was, you know, it was kind of like realistic as to what you would do or what position you would be in when it happened, you know, in in your everyday life. But, yeah, that's all I want to say on the Shaun of the Dead part. Um, I actually just watched the... Actually, for the first time, last sometime during uh, the COVID shutdown, because when she was off, like that's what we did every night. Yeah. We just come down here, we watch a horror movie, um, because that's when we got Shutter. We was like, let's try it out. Let's just watch yeah. horror movies left and right. Um, but one thing I I want to kind of uh, go back to on Carrie, the original versus the remake. Mm. Um, I I like. Uh, the actress uh, Chloe Grace 
Bob Moretz. I, I'm yes. a fan. Anything she's yeah, in, I'm watching. Like all of it. Um, when they put her in Carrie, the issue I had versus her versus Sissy Spacek. You look at Sissy Spacek, she looks awkward. Yeah, right. she, she looks, looks like she's like, the, she's yeah. she's the 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 backwards, uh, you know, girl who looks like her mother is a religious freak. Yeah. She yeah. owns that part. And Chloe just is this, I mean, she's just a beautiful, yeah, okay, yeah. she can play that innocent part really well, but she looks like she's the popular she looks girl. She put together. Yeah, and yeah. she, yeah, she looks she, like she belonged with those girls that were picking on her. Yeah, she looks like she could whoop her mother's ass. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it just didn't fit. Um, they, <clears throat> like, when I looked at um, the, the remake of it, it was just like, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I love Julianne Moore, who played her mom. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like, this has all the pieces that I like. Right. I, it's like, I love that movie. I love the book. I love watching uh, Julianne Moore in films. Chloe Grace Moretz. I'm a fan. I'm going to watch this. And I got done with it. And I was just like, eh, okay. Uh. It's like <laughs> sometimes they put your favorite people and stuff that, you know, they do a phenomenal job. I mean, it was definitely a, yeah. a, a great movie. If you never saw the original, you could, yeah. that could have been your favorite carry if right. you didn't know the original. I, so that's, that's where the, the inner tor- turmoil kind of comes from. Like you, you're kind of like, man, they, they, they put these people that, you know, you really love into something that you, you know, Jesus, man, every something's got to be sacred. Leave it alone, you know, because then, then yeah. you're yeah. you're screwing with the movie. You're screwing with people that you like because it's not that their acting was off. No, it's just that it, they just didn't that that movie wasn't made for them, you know. Well, I I think anyway. I also think like a lot of times, like the newer, at least the newer movies, they put a lot of your favorite actors into the movies. So you're like, oh, well, this person's in it, so it yeah. has to be good. And yeah. you just like, it's not like, honestly, remakes are never, like there's maybe a few, but remakes are really never better than the, like- The remake of the Dawn of the Dead with yes. Bing Rames. I gotta that, say, but like, really yeah, but like, they even <laughs> tossed in some new shit that I thought was, I mean, pretty yeah. new point. I was impressed. But like a lot of the stuff, like but the rare, yeah, but like the newer stuff, like you know, it's kind of like, you know, even though they might put my favorite actor into it, you just you never play it as good as the re- like, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of times they only like, um, you know, like Carrie, like they put the new care, like they put like new popular people into them so you can watch them but like even though they're their, your favorite character they just can't play the part as like you know you're the original and all i wonder also with doing that too so taking you out of this equation because of your parents and yeah. and, and the movies that you all watch let's say they take um any anyone from your your uh, class and they put that movie together and they say, hey, we're going to sit you down and watch Carrie. They may have never seen the original. So they mm-hmm. see that and they're like, oh, wow, I really like right. that. Yeah. Like, like you're saying, if yeah. you never saw that original one, that this could be, could your be Carrie. Your... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do agree with that, too. Um, I, I think that's where a lot of this gets really weird anyway. I, I'm not crazy about remakes yeah. at all. There, there are a few that, that I can handle. Dawn of the Dead being being one of those few. Um I like the Amityville, Amityville remake up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the remakes, I watched them just so I could say I watched them. And right. I, I can give it a fair Just judgment. to give it a shot. Um, but I don't want to ever say, you know, when there's a remake of anything that, oh, it sucks 
because I like the original right. one, but I never saw the new one. That is, I don't think that's right. But I also think, too, um, one of the points you were making about they put all your favorite actors into a movie, I think that with some of the comic book movies, like the Marvel movies, I think are fine, but when uh, Warner Brothers does any of the DC yeah. movies, I think they just take people together and say, or really some of the earlier comic book movies, they just say, hey, we got Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, right, right. Um, we got Michael uh, Duncan Clark. You know, let's just put put pretty faces in it. Hey, what's right. Colin Farrell doing today? Shave right. his head. Make him be bullseye. And it's like, this should work because these are all people everyone like. And then it's right. like, no, it's it's a disaster. Exactly. And and then then you have to me other room, uh, you know, remakes like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you get uh, you know Lee uh, Lee Emery, who was the uh, you know drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket, yeah. who I at the time would not really picture him in a horror movie, but yeah. I or thought Jessica Biel, for right? Sake. Yeah. I mean, I thought Lee Emery played an like an awesome cop who's also in the family and knows everything that's going on. He was an asshole and he was in your face, but he played the part where like you, I didn't picture him at all when I'm. watching watching the remake of you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I didn't picture him as the drill sergeant in uh, Full Metal Jacket because yeah. he was so off in it. You know, he was in a different character. I thought it was really good, though. That, yeah. That's another one that I forget. That I, I did enjoy that one. And I think with that, it got to the point. Yeah. yeah. It, it took you where you needed to go. Plus, right. it was dirty. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. If you're going to give me a horror movie, make it dirty. Make it yeah, fucked up. I love Rob I got a lot. Yeah. I, I I love that like you know and and like Bill Mosley yes. he's all my, my like he was hey. in the remake of Night of the Living Dead yeah and yeah. I I really can appreciate that remake I I even bought that one you know because they they kept it um, even though they they gave it a, a bit of a spin they still tried to keep it in that freaky you know the, the they kept it in the original capacity that it yeah. that was pretty much made they didn't you know, CGI anything. They, they really kind of kept to, to, to the original idea, but, but Bill Mosley and, and, um, you know, like Rob Zombie, when, when, you know, pretty much anything that they touch, they keep it dirty. They te- they keep yeah. it, you know, where you, you feel fucked up for just watching it. And that's the kind of horror movie that I, you know, that I really enjoy watching. It's convincing to me. Uh, it, there are very few, horror movies where it's clean where mm-hmm. i'm just like ah you know I, i'm committed the, the only horror movie i could think of like just off the top of my head and i don't know it, it falls into horror i guess um is um funny games and that's a remake as well but i can't remember naomi watts is the only one i could remember that that's even a remotely close name that's in that movie but it, it's it's kind of like the strangers. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get somebody oh, yeah, yeah. You knock mm-hmm. on the door. Okay. Yep. Hey, can we borrow a cup of sugar? Right. Oh, can I borrow some eggs? This oh, was the two uh, yeah, the brothers two. with the yeah golf. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. Like, outside of that, most of my horror movies have to be like grungy. It yeah. has to like the. I don't know. It's like I'm not saying my house is the like the cleanest house, but it's like I'm not scared. You know, if there's a killer like coming right. through here, or if a horror movie set in this house, I'm not scared of it. Right. Um, it's just like okay, like you, you seem a little too Something put together. Was like, that like he said, like you Lee Emery, you know, he he had that dip in his mouth. Yeah. And it's running, running down, down his, his chin, chin. and yeah. he's not, and you want him to wipe it off so bad, yeah. and then he's literally screaming, and and you can see it flying mm-hmm. in there, like it. But that's that's 
how I want my heart. I want it spitting in my face. I want to feel creepy. I want to feel like yeah, I need to pray after I watch it. What you know? I just I want it to affect me. You know. Yeah. And, and then the way he has them grab the body, like he wants them to help oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not doing this shit by myself. And it's like, yeah, that whole yeah. nasty feeling of God. Now I got to help move a body. You're supposed to help me. You know, yeah. you're here for me, you know. Like, well, yeah, like, speaking of that, like, that's why I really like, you know, uh, Rob Zombie's, like, you know, um, like, The Devil's Rejects and all. Like, when, you know, like, um, like, like even, like, like, even all of them, like, through House of a Thousand Corpses, like, just the three of them. Like, how, you know, when Otis was, like, you know, he was just, like, so dirty and, like, filthy and, like, he was just, like, so, like, just, like, crazy and, like, like yeah. Why? Well, oh, well, like, um, but he just really puts like an imprint on you and even like baby and, um, like just like all of them and like grandma black in um, house of a thousand corpses. She just had that nasty mom whore vibe that you just, you can't. Mm -hmm. Like you can see, you everybody has a friend that would be down with that, and that's creepy, and I like that, you know. So that that's one of those things with um, House of a Thousand Corpses that got me though too. It's like you look at the women, and it, it, there's yeah. this weird feel of like there's something like you're not supposed to be attractive to, right, you, right, but, but you, you are, are. right, and, like. It, it so it, it doesn't hurt that Sherry Moon is a oh, yeah, beautiful she, woman. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But you look at that character, though, and it's like, okay, you're coming from that house. Right. I don't know. Like, hmm. The, well, like, have, have like, you watched their hair? What are they wiping hair? their ass with? Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? Like, dead people's clothes. I mean, and but you're still... Yeah, you're like, I wouldn't mind taking her... Yeah. I mean... Well, like, you saw the guys. The, right, you know, right. The one guy's like, you know, just... He's head over hills for Right. And it's like... Uh, dude, I don't notice she's bathed this year. Right. So, right. well, that's what I really she's like. She's still beautiful to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that about her because, like, she could just walk up to any dude and all she has to say is, like, a few things and he's already all over her. And that's when, you know, like, in the one when they, you know, they're finally all able to go back into the hotel room and they, yeah. like, you know, you find out he has a wife and like he's with there with all of his friends, but all she had to do was just walk up to him and he's already all over her and all. Yeah. And I really like that how like all she like she's insane, but all she had to do is like a quick little words and he's already all over her and all. But that's what Rob Zombie does. He takes that old school play, or that 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 take on okay. So it's the kids that are having sex, doing drugs and drinking. They go first. So yeah. what does he do? He takes you know, his wife, Sherry, and he uses her as that sex symbol. And you know, whoever falls for it, they're obviously the ones that are, you know, they're the ones that are going to get it next, you know? And I love that take on it. It's that, that, that gritty, it's, it's like, um, you know, they always used to say that the, the old horror movies are what you're supposed to not do. Because if you do that, the boogeyman's going to get you. If you act like those kids, if you act like that dirty man and cheat on your wife, the boogeyman's going to get, or he's going to ruin your life. Farmer. And yeah, you know, like, and, and I like that, that take on it. Sex sells, you know, I'm buying. So. I mean, and even when you look at, um, Otis mm-hmm. as well, like you're saying, he, he like has, he, he imprints on you. Right. It's, he's, I, I think these characters are charismatic in this weird way where it's like, cause I think about it, it's like, Otis strikes me as the guy's like, look, 
if you get on his good side, mm-hmm. you, like you're good. in a good Best spot. Friends. Good. Right. But like, but he's the guy you don't want on your bad but side. But where are the people that say, yeah, I'm down with it. I, I, I'd screw Otis. Everybody is, 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 you know, you can see people that would fall for the baby trap. And even yeah. Karen Black, Mother Fly, Firefly. You can see, you know you have friends. You know, I'd be down with baby. But I, as much as I love Otis, I think to myself, how could people fall for somebody, that, you know, or get trapped? And so that's, I th- what a twist, you know? I think in the... I can't remember which one. Like one of them, he's like a lot dirtier looking than yeah. the other, and it's just like I, I think it's um, House of a Thousand Corpses. It's yeah. just like he just looks like yeah. Because when he gets to the the brothel with Ken Forey when he's yeah. running his yeah, brothel, yeah, yeah. you know, you see the chicks all over him and stuff. And and even then, no, he's not as rank as what he was in House of a Thousand Corpses. Still. But still, like you think. Man, I must be really fucked up, you know, because you can look at baby and and think, damn, she's she's hot. But when the same, I mean, she's got this brother who's the same thing that she is, and then ew, you know, like you can't even you can't even go there. And that's, I mean, that's what makes you, you know, that's that love hate relationship with horror movies. You hate the way that it makes you think. Yeah, you know, and that's the attraction. Yeah, I just, I definitely like the only reason why I guess the movie series really like messed like like I really liked it was because like in the first one you're watching it and like, you're really thinking like, you know, it's a bunch of teenagers going out and like who, who's going to be like, you know, the last one. Yeah. Who's going to be the last one to survive. And like, you know, but really it like, you'd you would never think and like, normally it's always about like, you know, the last person standing, but this one, it actually was all about, you know, the killers and like the twisted, messed up, like mutant family. And all, and like I really like that, and you really got attracted to the whole family, and you really see how they all get together, and you see the clown, and you would have never thought that, yeah. you know, Captain Spaulding was actually a part of the whole family, and like, you know, when they're running from the police, how they all get up together, and they're like a little like, you know, Sid they, really yeah, Sid Haig, like it was just like everything was just the movie fit together perfectly, and it was just a great ending to it, and it really got you attracted to everybody. I think with I, I've been saying I think a lot. <laughs> well, I've been saying like, like yes. so that's um, okay. But with Rob Zombie, he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, I don't, I, he was on. Um, I listened to him a year ago, because um, we rode up to Detroit and listened to uh, his his uh, episode on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was very very interesting, just fascinating listening to him. Um, but. I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah. Like, because again, thinking about that movie, you, you like you said, it you, normally it's about who's going to survive at the end. You know, which one of these teens are going to make it out. Like, no, it was never about the teens. Right. It was about the bad guys the whole time. And you know, you have your occasional movie, you know, where the bad guy wins. Right. And and I I love a good a good movie where the bad guy wins. I'm in every single time. And how you det- you know how do you determine what's a win? Whether it be at the end of seven. Jordan or, Peele's uh, movie, the one where um, oh, it's the uh, people that live. Us. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's a perfect example. Yeah. It was yeah. really her coming back, wanting yeah. her life back, and it was it was Uh-oh, the, the other chills. her. Like, when, I, when I figured that out, I, I was mean, like, oh, yeah. You know, and it's that was like a good when movie, that, too. That when that realization finally hit, really that, you, it, you know, that's what makes a great movie when you realize the bad guy is the winner and, you know, like, yeah, yeah man. Uh, there, that's just, 
I think that's something that we, I don't think our society's really built for that. Everybody right. wants the good guy to win. And I understand that, rightfully so, I guess. But when you get a good film where you realize, oh, it's about the bad guy. And, and not like in a Hannibal Rising type of way. Because yeah. it's just it's such a bad movie. Um, but like in a Red Dragon. Yeah. Or yeah. even Sons of the Lambs or Hannibal. Right. In, in that way where it's like this is about the bad guy and right. the bad guy who you don't want to overcome and win but it's like I don't know it like I kind of well, want this guy yeah, to win you're rooting for him you know I mean it's they make them they make them uh, relatable you can yeah. relate almost in a way to to what they're doing with it. I mean who doesn't hate their boss who doesn't yeah. you know want to just you know take whatever it is that they want whether it's the you know high school cheerleader uh the the girl at the office that's always nice to you but then when she's around her friends she makes you look like the office dork you know like you can you can see like where they're kind of coming from and you know i mean and 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 one more movie you got to put in here i don't think we can leave it out that i think the the actors and and the actresses and actually the movie overall um, that you know, the people in it made the movie is The Shining. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and just what you guys are talking about, you know, yeah, he was, uh, you, you know, he was possessed. You know, the place was trying to make him kill, you know, his family. But you look at, he was there to work. All he he was there to do was just work, and he was doing the same thing every day. And it's like you're looking at him, and it's like, well, I can understand how he feels, getting ready to go nuts. Yeah. But that movie, even though Jack Nicholson was, you know, I mean, he was outstanding in my in my opinion. Uh, you know, his wife, uh, God, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Her reaction, the one that played olive oil in, yeah. you know, in Papa, I don't think you oh, could God. get, even though she drove you crazy sometimes, her reaction to him was like the perfect storm of, her oh my God. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. 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 And, the torment. and, but just the, that alone, I think made the movie. And it's like, I remember watching it as a kid and there were parts that freaked me out, like the blood coming down the hallway through the, uh, you know, the elevator doors yeah. and, um, the, you know, the little girls holding hands. And there's so many people I know that are not horror movie people that relate to the shining. They will post pictures of Jack Nicholson, you know, and uh, I mean, that movie kind of was like a overall, it's a horror movie. It's got freaky parts, but everybody could watch it and be like, damn, that was really, you know, I tried um, to look up her name. Yeah. I I can't remember her name. um, In the documentary um, that was talking about Halloween Mm -hmm. and um, basically it was talking about horror movies from the eighties. They were going year by year. They, they talk about one thing with The Shining, you know, they try to make it a point to say um, Stanley uh, Kubrick's The Shining and not Stephen King right. because they didn't want it listed as a horror movie right. because horror movies were doing so poorly at the time. So they're like, we don't want this to be billed as a horror movie. So when people go into it and they see like, oh, like that's a <laughs> horror and it's really attack, good. Right. So um, I, I think The Shining is also one of those movies most horror is in in that pocket of pop culture now, but The Shining is really, you know, you see The Shining everywhere in, in some capacity, whether it be so many different variations of someone poking their head through the door saying, right. you know, here's Johnny. Right. Um, you know, the carpet in the hallway. I, I've Red seen Rum. that. Uh, Red Rum. Uh, you know, all these little Work all day. things that come from the, uh, the Shining that people 
you know, nowadays probably don't even realize that's where it's right. from. They just right. they just think it's from. They the, picked it up along the way. Um, I I love that about movies like that. I love that about the horror genre in general. You know, when you get something that is um, so good that well, there is kind of a tipping point because Freddy Krueger become a pop culture thing right. too, and then it kind of watered it down and ruined it. But I don't want to say it's ruined the same it, with but, like uh, everybody. It drives me nuts. Oh, I'm going to be Frankenstein. For, it's the monster. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. It, you know, you don't, yeah. I, I get it. A lot of people don't want to read the book. If there's a book, I'll read the book first. But even still, he's not freaking Frankenstein. He's the monster. Frankenstein yeah. was the guy that created him. So it's just, it just, it, it goes on and on and on. Yes. And while I can appreciate that somebody appreciates something that I really love, they, it's, stuff gets lost in translation and, and it, it, it almost kind of like ruins it for you. Like if you've got something that's really special to you and everybody's around it or whatever, and it's, it becomes special to them, but then they're like, they're missing the reason why it's special. You're like, and that sucked too, because like, you know, I do know that like that movie, at least like I know it definitely is like, it did leave like a huge imprint on all of us and all. And I, we obviously have like three little dogs and we wanted to name our one dog, who's a mix with a whole bunch of dogs, Frankenstein, like, well, the monster. But, you know, we couldn't name him that because, you know, people would be like, oh, look at the little monster. So <laughs> we named him Frankenstein so people would get yeah. the – and obviously as soon as he heard, oh, you, like, you know, the little thing, for, like, you know, Frankenstein, the monster. And we're like, yeah, like, you know, it's so – it kind of like – You just smile and nod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you just want to say, well, it's not the monster's – the monster's name is the monster. But – you know, again, lost in translation, so you smile and nod. That's that's a thing too, though. It's like like you were saying. I'm glad that you appreciate something that you know I'm into, you know, just as much. It's like with jujitsu. Yeah. When I say I do jujitsu, oh, like karate. Yes. Yeah. Or oh, taekwondo. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> not not quite. You know, or you know, I have people that you know, like with comic books. You know, it's like. You know, who's your favorite Marvel hero? Superman. Okay, no. no. Cop, cop, like, DC. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, I'm glad. At least you know that's a superhero. So right. I'm glad you, you, you have that. But that's not Marvel. That's DC. Um, I, I, I always feel like if you're going to, in, for me, that really why I even got into jiu-jitsu was to do an MMA podcast years ago. Because I didn't want to jump into something, start talking about something, you know, right. talk about, hey, you know, I you know I knew all the fighters and everything, but I didn't know what was going on in the cage at certain points. So that was really why I initially got into jujitsu was to do an MMA podcast because I, I I don't want to go into something. You know, it's like if we're sitting here, you know, talking about um, you know Frankenstein, and because that's always my gripe too when right. people say, oh, like you know Frankenstein, like. Well, no, like that's right. the monster. Yeah. Frankenstein was actually the doctor. Right. Um, you know, I I feel that same way with things. It's like I don't want to, you know. I don't want to not know. I, you know, I don't want to look like a fool going right. into it. Even when, um, talking about certain movies, it's okay to say I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a problem that a lot of people have these days when it comes to anything. Because people are afraid to not you know, the, the look like they don't know. It's like, it's okay if you don't know. If you say, hey, are you aware of this, 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 and that? I'm like, I, I mean, right. it sounds familiar, but 
I'm gonna be honest, no. Like like with the the picture of the doll, yeah. it's like I had a visual in my head. I was like, I think I have a visual. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as she was like, yep, that was definitely it. But I didn't want to be like, yes, yeah, yes, that's definitely. I know exactly what you're talking about because you can show me something else, and I'm like. Okay. Yeah, we referred to it as as the little man. That's what everybody referred to it as when we were growing up. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, no and shame in that. Yeah. You know, if you don't, I mean, I'd hate to be looked at as you know the asshole in the room that tries to fit in with everybody. I would hate that more than a five second. What do you mean you don't know? And then at least say what I what I do know. You know, I mean, there's. There's no shame in that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, even talking about, sorry, Lane, even talking about horror movies, I mean, I have no shame in telling you when I was growing up, I hated them because, uh, you know, every night when you're afraid to go to bed or you're so pissed that the sun's going down because it's going to be dark. But now it's kind of funny because I'll ask them, hey, you guys want to watch The Exorcist? And Laurie's <laughs> like, oh, you know, why don't we. Um, why I did we go watch for... it by myself drunk once, remember? <laughs> she did. She did. He and was uh, making me something to yeah. eat. Yeah. And um, but she'll go for something I don't else. Think but I could do that. It's kind of funny because now it's like she's like, ah, I just don't know if I want to do the whole paranormal thing. So we'll, you know, watch Twenty Eight Days Later or something like that. Which, by the uh, way, is yeah. another good movie. You know, yeah, it's that uh, was, yeah, that was but good. yeah, there's so many good movies that um, horror movies, and the old ones I always remember when I was young. I don't watch them so much anymore. I remember there was a movie called Burnt Offerings. Oh yeah, with the Hershey drives up to that. Yeah, it's and the only thing I could remember, I could not tell you what the movie's about, and I would encourage you to watch it if you like older horror movies. Karen Black's in it. I I think she is, and um, it's you know about a house that was having issues, and this you know this it's kind of the along the lines of the house you know has a spirit and all, but this house kind of like uh, the Legend of Hell House. Yeah, well this this house actually uses uh, new people to, to to kind of rejuvenate itself. And it becomes newer, you know. Um, the house is really old, but uh, I, I always remember there was an old guy. He was a chauffeur driving some old, creepy-looking, hearse-looking car. And he would smile at him as he drove up. And I always remembered that. freaked me out as a kid. And I had to go on and actually look at what the movie was and then watched it. And it's, like I said, it's a good movie. But there are so many movies out there that are forgotten about. Um, one called called Ghost Stories that was back in the early eighties. That's oh, I'm sorry, I just scrolled past it late yeah, last where, night. Where the uh, the girl was actually uh, I think molested and murdered by all these guys, and she comes back to each one of them, and they're trying to figure out who she is, but it's actually her, like, her I ghost. Spit on your grave. Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 another movie where they might be borderline horror, but there's still that suspense where you can put them in there as a horror movie. Last House on the Left. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's not really, you know, like a, a creature feature. Mainstream. But it's just yeah. so screwed up. It it takes you into that realm of horror. Well, there's some something to be said also about, you know, what some people may consider horror right. versus what others don't. Exactly. Um, I was talking with a friend. We were trying to record, but the audio wasn't cooperating. You know, you know, what are some of your favorite horror movies? And I'm like, well, Requiem for a Dream. And I was like, well, I don't think that falls into the horror category. But then, to be fair, it's like, well, that's a horror for you. Right. Like, I always said for years, the scariest movie to me was John Q. And people are like, what? And I was like, well, because in that movie, Denzel Washington, he's a dad. And his kid, you know, needs a heart transplant. Right. And, you know, it's a race against time to get this kid a, a heart transplant, you know, a new heart. And, you know, I was scared by that. You know, I'm younger. I'm not a parent at that point. I'm just thinking, like, dude, I don't want to be a parent if these are the right. kind of decisions you got to make. Because right. he was ready to kill himself to give his heart to his kid. I was like, 
but that, but at the same time, if you know, Sophie needs it, you know, right. it's it's yours. But you know, back then, growing up watching, I was like, I don't, you know, which then I was, I knew, I'm not ready to be a parent. I still got comic books to buy. Right, right, right. I'm not ready to give up my heart. I got stuff to do. But but that movie to the me, intensity, how it affected you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what that's that's the most important thing. Like you said, it's 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 basically up to interpretation. What's horror and what's not. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So, you know, I mean, you you have to really be an asshole to enforce. Nope. If you're not within A to Z, then that means you're not, you know, I mean, share and share alike. You want it to keep growing and you want to have friends to be able to talk with about this stuff. So, you know, I mean, Jesus, I mean, I love art, but I'm not a damn, I can't look at something and, oh, that's a, uh, it's a John Smith level three dated. You know, I mean, come on, man. You, there's there's enjoying something and being a snobby dick about it, and you know you ruin yeah. the fun. And then I have to catch myself with when when it came to all of this with comics. I I had to come out of that because I always say that I'm a fan of two two of the things that have grown in popularity that is just so obnoxious now because I'm a fan of comics. And everyone's a comic book fan now. Right. And I'm a fan of fights. Right. And yeah. everyone's a fight fan now. Everybody. UFC. And, yeah, or they know a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or they're a street it. fighter. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm from the street. So, yeah. you know, that stuff wouldn't work I'll on me. I'll just stand up. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. All right. Like, look, I, I know some kids that'll break you. So, relax. Right. Um, like, with the, um, just in general, when you talk about, things being left to interpretation that that's just what it all boils down to you know i i have friends that say you know they watch horror movies and they're like it's not scary to them now th- that's all in how you look at it too are you allowing it are, are you allowing your imagination to play right or are you just going into this automatically looking for stuff? or are they the people that you go and you're eating hot wings with and they keep oh this isn't this isn't hot this isn't me yeah I could, I could eat these all day and you see it, their eyes are bleeding yeah, for god's yeah there's some people you just they're never going to be impressed well, so you got to be yeah. able to differentiate between the ones that don't know if they're opening up to it or not or the ones that are just it doesn't matter what you throw at them they're they're going to say whatever well yeah. like i still like remember even though it sounds stupid it's still along the same lines like there's always something that scares someone and like yeah. you know like even though we could be watching a movie and it could be about you know a horror doll that might not be, you know, I might not be afraid of that, but I still remember when I was younger and I watched Elmo transform into a bird and I had nightmares about that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it scared me. And like, that's why, like what you were talking about, like when people, you know, they're like, oh, that's, I'm not, the horror movies don't affect me. Like, I know like a lot of things that like, you know, I'm watching the movie and like, like the swarm about killer bees that might not scare me like hey, at all. But yeah, like, have, have you been chased by a swarm of bees? <laughs> well, like, but like, I haven't, but well, like, I know that I'm terrified. But yeah, but like on the like along the lines, there's always something that scares you. Like maximum overdrive. Yeah, maximum, maximum overdrive. When I would forget my phone in the car, and it's nighttime, and I want to be on my phone, and mom and dad are in the bed, I refused to go out side at night because i was afraid the cars were going to drive over me after even like that was yeah the ice cream truck to this day i will not go up to an ice cream truck it scares me i forced she'll say to me can can you 
wave him down. And, you know, I mean, me, when I was a kid, whenever there was an ice cream truck, oh, my God, you were in the middle of the street. He had to run you down. But she'll stand there and go, I, I just, I'm just weirded out. I, I think I'm a maximum rover drive, and I can't stand here. Well, like, not only that, but, like, I remember when I watched Maximum Overdrive, well, like, before it was Christine, when I watched that, yeah. I was terrified of my mom. Before that, it was the car. Yeah, well, no, it was James the car. Ballin. It was the car, and, yeah. like, that already messed me up. And then watching Christine, I got even more nervous, and I would know I was terrified of my mom's Chrysler 300. That Because I don't know why, but I saw the similarity between the two. That's an intimidating car. Not, not like, right. not even, like, really close in the car. I just remember. Wait, what, what color? Black. black. Oh yeah. No, no. So I no, remember like intimidating. like the tinted window. No, I. Yep. It was a no. It was a no. And I remember, you know, my dad got a van, and it re- it still refuses to work for me and my mom. And but for my dad, well, yeah. So it we we started calling it Christine, and I was terrified of the van because it only worked for my dad. It legit. We we had uh, a bunch of mechanics that work for Chevy. Literally tell me when I tried to pull it out of the the driveway that it looked like the front axle broke. And Jason had to come home from work. It was my only vehicle because my car was in the shop. And he can hear them on the phone and he's like, oh my God, what did you do? And I'm like, I just tried to drive it out and she's not having it. And he gets there and there's there's nothing wrong. He gets in it. He drives it. I I drove around and I said, I'm telling you this bitch broke down for me. (laughs) She hates me. I said, what am I waiting for? What am I looking for? here because i mean i'm driving around she's like i swear to god you know but yeah that that car is right now sitting there thinking i can't wait till she's alone right like i'm gonna get her she snitched on me mm. i just waited till she used the air vent (laughs) never there's another swarm of bees (laughs) never there's another early movie that that actually that that got to me was the car um Mm. with uh james brolin because a lot of people think oh christine it was the first real movie about you know and i'm like no actually the car was you know before all the special effects and all and yeah the horn and you know it was running people off yeah, bridges and all and yeah. Yeah, christine was the first one that that comes to mind for me i didn't think about the car or even know about the car um have you seen it i oh I'm check it out almost got it on video check it out check it out got no, a tape for you yeah no they got parts in it where you, it's just like unexpected like the guy like it's actually in his garage and he don't know what's in there you know that, that kind of stuff so it's that you know um they go on kind of to the stephen king uh realm with the uh, Christine and then Cujo. Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. Cujo messed me up. I think up. that might be what started my fear with dogs, which then probably genetically well, carried and on. And I my can kids. understand that because yeah. that was well. I remember we watched um, Cujo with my mom, and the first time mom put it on, I was down for it until the dog got bit by a bat, and that already like set me off, and I yeah. felt horrible for the dog, so I made mom turn it off. The second time we watched it, I watched the whole thing, and I saw this dog, and it, it scared me. Like, going after, the, like, the they're stuck in a car for days. Yeah, the, 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 the being trapped yeah. in a car, I think. Cause, yeah, yeah. Well, that too. Well, like, not only that, but, like, you know, that already, like, worked me up, and I was terrified about that. And, um, like, I remember my dog, Dexter, got attacked by a dog next door. Um, he put his... Um, his face under the fence trying to go at it um, because there's like a little fence and the dogs got to my dog 
and I remember they, they had huge dogs. So I still remember, like, I've always been, like, an animal person, but I still remember, like, I still am. I'm iffy about bigger dogs ever since that happened. So Cujo, I was really, like, the whole time I'm thinking, what if the dog had rabies? What if it's just, like, Cujo? And, like, like it was just, it's the fear of, like, you know, that dog used to be the family dog protecting the son. It was, like, yeah. all like that. And then it just comes back as, like, this murderous thing that's trying to, like, kill. Pet cemetery. Yeah, pet yeah. cemetery. That's one that, so I've realized that as much as I love horror movies, I only stay in a certain lane. Mm-hmm. So there are movies that I hadn't seen, but I thought that I'd seen um, just because of just pop culture. Right. Just knowing about that, I thought that I'd seen uh, Pet Cemetery. I had not, but I'd seen so many clips of it that I felt like, oh, I know the movie. Right. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, I don't know this movie. I've never seen this movie. Uh, Candyman is another one. Um, oh, yeah. Tony I thought, Todd. I mm. thought that I'd seen that movie. Never saw it. I, uh, Lena hasn't seen that one yet. That's That's kind of funny i thought she had until you brought that up i i i downloaded it um during during the covid lock no 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 it was after because she she had gone back to work i downloaded it and i was like i'm gonna go ahead and watch this like i'm i I liked it but i wish that i hadn't watched it because i just locked myself in the room i just stayed in the room that and i was like you know i'm a little hungry i should go downstairs get a can of peaches or something to eat but you know what i'll be all right you know what I'm right. trying to lose some weight anyway. Right. I probably right. shouldn't even if I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, Never look at these the same again. Yeah. The, 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 I think um, then there's a sequel, which I'm reluctant now. Because it's yeah. like, well, the first one kind of really did a number on me. Do I really want to see a sequel of it? Right. Because um, from what I understand, the sequel wasn't you know, as good as the first, but it no. wasn't terrible. No. So it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I, I might actually find myself liking this. and But liking it in that way where... Now it's gonna have an effect on me, right? Um, so yeah, check out Candyman. So I'm not the only one freaked out. <laughs> well, like, um, I know that. Um, speaking of like, you know, those types of movies, like, you know, there are like a lot of like I remember like watching Sleepaway Camp, and it was oh, just like one. you know like. You know, you're like you're watching it, and like the whole movie, like I was really like, you know, nothing really freaked me out, but it was like the end part when, like, mm. you know, the even though it was like a mask, it was like the face realizing, like, you know, no, you it was, had it, it was her face. It's just she oh, made yeah. that grimace. Yeah, it was like when that's she's like screaming, and then you realize she was a the boy all along. Yeah, well, like you know, like they're just looking anybody. it up and all, but like you're like watching it, and like you're like, holy crap! Like it was just everything was, was so intense. different. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I actually, really quickly, like, I found out, like, while, like, because I, like, the ending really did, like, you know, mess me up, and, like, I was, like, holy crap, and, you know, I actually was, like, looking through, and apparently they made a mask um, of the girl who was playing, like, the main character, like, throughout the movie, they made a mask, and they actually put it on this poor little boy who had to pose for the ending shot, Mm. and that, like, I was, like, I was, and I, like, I never would have suspected that, and it was, like, so, like, weird, and Ingenuity. That was special effects. That's yeah. real special effects. And there's so many movies too that that leave uh, like an impression that you relate to. Uh, Children of the Corn. Who doesn't oh, drive? Wow. Who doesn't drive like out west or wherever? And, and there's a cornfield. Delaware. And you're imagining <laughs> driving through the cornfield, not being able to get out. And uh, you know another movie that wasn't a huge hit, but it was it was Dark Knight of the of the Scarecrow, where um, there was a special needs. Uh, 
uh, you know, guy in it that he was blamed for killing a girl, and it turned out it it was it was not it was him. A little girl that was his his playmate, and he and his mom lived on this uh, cornfield, kind of on the outskirts of town. And the good old boys in the center of town, the postman and the yeah, guy the, that owned the um, the garage, the, the guy that worked on the cars, yeah. and stuff. They kind of just looking for a reason, you know, to bully them, screw with them, or whatever. And the little girl gets seems, hurt, seems and they right. think she's gonna die, and they they blame it on him. And um, oh. yeah, he, you know, he goes and he, I, I mean, it pulls at your about, at your yeah. at your heart. I yeah. mean, they they yeah, they the hurt this poor guy. Yeah, they you know they it's kind of like the spin almost. Um, yeah, to hide to, he, to Frankenstein. You know, yeah. you, you think the monsters this this awful thing, but he, he really wasn't. And you actually empathize with the monster and it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. He, he goes and hides in a scarecrow that's out in the field. Well, they realize he's in there and they, they end up killing him. And then just right after that, they get a radio from the town that, Hey, the girls, you know, she really didn't die and she was actually attacked by a dog. It wasn't him, but that movie, there's a part in it where one of the guys, he, um, he walks into a silo and the silo door closes, and right after it does, it starts to feed in all the grain, and he dies that way. And every time I see a silo, I can't yeah. help but think about God. What would that just yeah. that that like death be like? Creepers. Exactly. When yep. we like you see, you know, one of those weird trucks yeah, driving by, old van. And you wonder. Yeah, yep. it's it's they leave that little piece with you that, you know, you think about. Like, like a good horror movie will do that though. Yeah. It, it will always leave something with you, whether it be Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy and having trouble sleeping with myself going to Boy Scouts after watching Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Um or the impression of Halloween with Michael Myers or even now with Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Right. I just had look, I've never been to Texas. But because of that movie right. I'm kinda of keeping my distance <laughs> yes. because Saw his family. Like yeah. um actually I I, I keep forgetting um one of the funny stories with friday the 13th for me when i went down to delaware to visit my grandparents they would hit the video store every friday we rent a movie mm-hmm. they get a movie for them they get a movie for me and then we get popcorn we get candy we, you know bowl of ice cream it's a good fun time so this is the first time i'm visiting them down in delaware uh, in newark delaware so we go to the video store. I get to pick the movie. So we're walking through. Let's see. Friday the 13th, Chapter 4. Oh, yeah. So I say, yeah, let's get this. Seems legit. I've seen it already. At least I've seen it Friday the 13th. I recognize a hockey mask. Hey, let's watch this movie. It's going to be fine. It'll be fun. Like, knowing that I'm terrified of this movie, but it's like, however old I am, I don't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. So we get the movie. We watch my movie first. Oh, right. So, you know, we got the lights off. They're sitting on the couch. I'm sitting, like, in front of the coffee table. The movie comes on. And, and you know, I don't know how familiar you are with, with uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, but opening scene is definitely not for kids. Yeah. On, on, on like, I think um, the opening scene, like, or along the way with the opening scene, there's, like, a guy watching a workout video. And, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. checking out the girls. Yeah. And I remember... Uh, my grandparents, you know, they're, they're going along with it so far. Right, <laughs> We're right. watching, and I'm like, <laughs> right. and then the guy gets killed. And I was like, and then you just go, Whoop. and, you know, after that, they're like, 
nope, I think we're done. Right, right. Turned it off. <laughs> that was the end of that one. Um, now, with me visiting them, where they, the apartment that they lived in, there was a big tree outside of the office, well, my grandfather's office. Uh, that's where I had my air mattress. And the tree would scratch the window. Oh, yeah. So, for the entire two weeks that I stayed with them, my grandma had to, like, wow, this is where my daughter gets to. Yeah. Because, like, bedtime, we put her down for bed. We can't leave the room. It's like, you got to mm-hmm. stay in here with me. My grandma had to wait until I fell asleep. Yep. Two straight weeks on that air mattress. Right. And then some of those nights, I, I wasn't, I'm a light sleeper. So, if I felt the moves, like, no, you yep. can't go anywhere. So, um, well, yeah, talking about scratching at the window, as soon as you said that, made me think of Salem's Lot. I, oh, yeah. when my mom used to watch that, when the brother would come up to the window, Ugh. I had to sleep the opposite direction so I could not see. There was one window in my bedroom when I was a kid, and I didn't have a tree out there, but when the lights went out, there was a tree outside yeah. there that was making some kind of noise. I mean, I could hear it, and it was all in my head, but yeah, Salem's Lot was one of those where it's one of those, you know, what, 70s, or is it? Uh, yeah. Probably late 70s, I guess. Late 70s. And it was, uh, you know, had the old uh, Nosferatu type of vampire yeah. in it, where his teeth are real close together and curled, which that was weird to me because most of them, you know, they weren't like that. But that definitely left a weird impression for a vampire movie. We always, like, you know, talking about, you know, the sex scenes and the, the things, you know, obviously a horror movie, there's, there's a lot of inappropriateness. Yeah. So yeah. in growing up, you know, it was hands or don't look. So I, I developed this way of coping because as as into horror and all things not right as what I am, I hate for anybody to jump out and scare me. I hate to jump. I don't dig haunted houses. Yeah. I'm not, I will hurt you if you jump out and, and make me scared. So even to this day, when I watch a horror movie, when I hear that music, or I get to that scene, you know, I, I'll put my hand up and I kind of do that in between, open, close kind of thing. Guilty. And with her, people are all, you know, I can't believe you would let your daughter. Well, through almost the entire movie, it's all right, Lana. All right, don't look. And then she immediately, she knows. And then, <laughs> and if we go. don't know, and we hear the music or we start noticing, we're like, all right, eyes, hands, whatever. Yeah. Or she just watches for my hand to go up. You know, it's it's one of those well, things. Like, I know, um, speaking of, like, you know, getting scared and all, I, re- I still remember, like, Mom and me, we, had, like, ever s- from watching, um, I actually, I, the name is on the tip of my tongue, um, um, no, but, um, ever, like, after watching the movie, we'd go around the house and go, like that, and that oh, would, hereditary. yeah, hereditary. hereditary, and, like, after, like, like, literally, and, like, sh- we would do it to each other, where it would freak me, yeah, we would do it to each other, we would freak each other out, we'd do it around, like, you know, it was nighttime, dad's sleeping, and I may be in the bathroom trying to fix my hair to go to bed, she's, you know, trying to get the lights on, or something along those lines, and then you just hear the, from one of us, and even, like, yeah, even if I did it, or even if she did it, it would freak us both out, and it would, like, scare us so bad. And it was just, like, honestly, like, the, the whole movie, like, we're watching, and I'm just like, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my gosh. Like, what, what is what is going on? Um, so, um, we actually talked about Hereditary on the last episode. Um, not, not in depth. Um, my niece, that's one of her favorite, uh, more recent favorite uh, horror movies. Uh, Sarah enjoyed it I think initially I think later on though when I mentioned let's watch it she didn't care for it 
I, I know when I first watched it, I, I wasn't interested because we watched a bootleg copy, and it's a dark movie, mm-hmm. and the copy was a very poor copy, so I was just like, this is dumb. I'm not watching this. But then, Midsummer came out, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to mm-hmm. just buy the, the digital copy. I, I love Midsummer, but I'm also into cults. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, uh, like, kind of, like, it's a little, I feel like. You have to pay attention. Like, I didn't like it the first time that I watched it. We watched it about watched four it times. Again, <laughs> and then the, by the third time, I realized I had to really pay attention to the subtle things, like mm-hmm. the paint, the tapestry. Yeah, yep. Um, her parents, um, yeah. you know, like there's, there's little things. And then when you can really, you can appreciate the, the, the signs that they're giving you and stuff like, you know, that the whole cult thing, definitely like that's, you know, there's, that's a no brainer. We're down with that. There but are a lot of details in that movie yeah. that, that just pay off later yeah. on. Um, like I, I just went into it again for the idea of a cult. Yeah. That, that I, I didn't really care about all the other stuff until I started paying attention. I was like, oh, yeah. wow, this is really, okay, I'm loving it now. Um, I think any movie with a cult is, I'm all in. I, I I'm feel like the right cult comes along, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, the Mormons knock on my door quite often. <laughs> um, they're not the right cult. They're no. too They're too nice. Yes. They, well, like, I've convinced them to mop my floor before. And their well, I didn't convince boring. them. They've actually asked if they could help me do chores. Are you serious? Wow. Now, see, I, I, I did, you, did you follow through with oh, that? Oh, yeah. yeah he I might actually be in if they start doing some of the stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, some well, yard work. Hey. See, I would, but sometimes I can get roped into, hey, can you buy this? Can, and then I'm like, so, fuck at the end that's, of the day. And that's where it gets slippery because if they say, hey, like, I, I I think I have three or four Book of Mormon. Like, it's like, I mean, all it takes is the next time they knock on the door. Right. Hey, so did you read this chapter? Right. No, but uh, next time you come through, I, I got you. Um, right. the, well, so they've only knocked on the door once here. And it, it, there's a twist. They, they've, they've changed their recruiting tactics. So I'm putting Sophie down for bed. Um, it, it's in the fall. It's 8 o'clock. So it's dark by this point. I hear a knock on the door. Um, Sophie was still in a crib, so I sit her in a crib. Um, you know, she stood up. I was like, wait here. Right. Be right back. I go downstairs, you know, and anytime anyone knocks my door, I I don't, and, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm a pretty friendly guy, approachable guy. But when you knock on my door, I'm not approachable. Yeah. I right. come to the door, That's fist clenched. Yep. yep. You know, yeah, dad's voice drops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so does mommy's. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I hit the uh, porch light, I was like, Yeah, can I help you? And, and it's two young ladies, yeah. And I was like, Because, like, at this point, it's like, I'm not buying Comcast, I just right, dealt right. with them, right? I don't want your Verizon either, I'm done, leave me alone. And they're like, Um, you know, I can't remember their intro, but it was like, like Mormons, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I remember. Um, as they're carrying on, I, I kind of cut the young lady off and I go, but they're sending women out now. Right. <laughs> it's like, you it, sexist it, pig. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, you know, I follow that up with not to disrespect you or anything. Right, I, right. You know, I'm just, it's always been young men in their, their ties. You, you gotta look at it from a different angle. They're sending two women out. It's eight o'clock, right? In this day and age, you're going to send, you know, women out and you know, it's, it's like, so my concern, though, is it was nighttime. Right. That's why. That's really why I was shocked. It was like, like I could be some lunatic, and right. you guys are at right. my door. Yes, there are two of you. I get that, but they they weren't very big. Right. They're like little humans. Yeah. Like I could put them in my pocket. 
But um, but no, the Mormons, they've only knocked on the door once. I don't think Jehovah's Witnesses haven't found us here. But back at our old place in Severn, yeah, I, I let them in. But the problem is, so the, his name was Abraham. My wife's name is Sarah, which oh, was Abraham's Jesus. wife. So he loved us and he always oh, came Jesus. over. It, one time he brought his grandson with him, like the little kid with him. And I was just like... I shouldn't open the door, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and normally I open the door and I have a blast. I have fun with them. Right. Like, I, you know, I'm not rude, but you know, I, you know, you like, your fun. <laughs> like with the Mormons, they're like, so, um, do you do you know who Joseph Smith is? And I'm like, yeah, he played for Maryland. Right. <laughs> um, he helped him win a championship. He right. went number one in the yeah. draft. <laughs> it was, you know, I'm I'm just going down the list. And the guy, he he looks at me, and goes, not exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he goes on with the Joseph Smith story, and I was like. Oh no, I know that dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, you you got to be careful, man, because they 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 have they got the tricks, and it's, you know, I I spent the first couple of years when I first moved away from home, trying to find my my right uh, tone to address people because I I was always too nice, and then it wound up it, it cuts into my TV time or I've got to get ready and go to work. Or I, you know, yeah. just whatever you want to, you know, you're, you just, you're stopping what you're doing at that moment in time to answer your door. And now you've got to talk to somebody and I could never just say no, thank you, or just not answer my door. And now I've, I've, I've metamorphosized into the, can't you read the fucking no soliciting, <laughs> yeah. sign, you know, or I hear Lena, Oh God, mom, it's somebody. And I'm like, no! As soon as I open it up, no! And then I slam it, and Lena's, Jesus, Mom! Well, <laughs> you like, I just, I can't anymore. Like, time is precious. We're only yeah. here once. Like, I, I just have too much. Even if it's nothing to you, it's it's my time. It's something to me, you know? And I just yeah. can't. I'm sorry. She used to always, like, like, I was always the person that could talk to anybody, and I would for talk hours. for hours. But I've changed a lot when it comes to that, because, like, I hate when you go into a you know grocery store and you're there and they say it real loud. Would you like to donate? And now I'm like, certainly not. Because not only are you getting a write-off on my donation, but I have a daughter who I'm trying to, you know, give lunches so she can go to school. You know, and, and I always, now I'm always prepared for it. I used to, like, I was always trying to be the nice guy, let it slide. Yeah. I would give you whatever I had on me. And even with, you know, the Boy Scouts, it's, I mean, it's like they hit you every chance. And, and, I understand that's what they're told but to do. But you didn't buy but, one from our troop. Right. So, hey, look, with the Boy Scouts, and th- this is coming from a former scout. Sure. Look, that popcorn is trash. Right. <laughs> like, and how like, much really goes to the Boy Scouts? That's what I'd like to know. And don't they, they sell mulch, too? Now there was something else yeah, they yeah, they oh, sell and it was it was like oh my god they've like, changed a lot since you were like, wow since you were there. Yeah. are you selling mulch people eat yeah. mulch now because I'm <laughs> yeah. not buying anything from anyone that well, I can't eat I still remember how um, like even though it's not really a solicitor but we were um, I have a kid down the street and you know it was just like almost every day asking to like ride the bike with me or can why come over and all well um, he can't like he's my age and we're all having like a big family discussion. And so he comes down and he knocks on the door. My dad opens and he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, um, can Lena come out and ride bikes? And my dad goes, no, and puts and slams the door. Because we, it was like a big, we were having a big conversation. Was we, it, there was a lot going on. Yeah. My dad was really sick and things weren't going right. Yeah, so he, well, so dad slams the door and we get back and we're like, you know, I like, 
half of us are crying. Like, it's a big discussion. Mm. And there's another knock at the door. And I can see I'm already like, oh, my God. Like, Dad's going to kill him. <laughs> and Dad opens the door and he goes, what? And the kid's like, how much time do you need? And Dad goes, he goes, he goes um, can I ask why she can't come out? And um, how much time would, would you need to uh. think about letting her come back out? And he just slammed the door in her I, I face. I didn't give him an answer. Like, it's like... It was a kid. I, I couldn't... It yeah. wasn't even, like, grown people trying to sell us That's, stuff don't even have balls like that, you know? Ballsy. And I'm, I'm just yeah. like, like who I the never hell are your parents? I mean... No. Wow. I just yeah. can't even, you know? Well, like, it, like, it was the same... Like, we've had, like, you know... Like, he would always come up and, like, literally... It was, like, you know... It, it honestly, it kind of started to get awkward because it was just, like, all the time, like, coming up, well, coming you, up. You gotta, you gotta admit, the kids got balls because we're already yeah. the creepy family in the neighborhood, yeah. right? We're already... Well, I am. I, I somehow give off this vibe that we're, afraid we're of me until meet unapproachable. I, you know, I, yeah. I'm aggressive without ever having meeting anyone. You know, it's like... So we have this vibe, and this kid just doesn't care and comes up and wants to put it to the test and ask why and how much time do we need to change our mind well it's (laughs) not only that but everyone sees my dad with a whole bunch of tattoos and they like you know it's this big guy tattooed up you know everyone already thinks like oh my god like he's terrifying they see my mom and they know like you know she's she's scary and then, well, no, and the well, no, well, yeah, well, and then, you know, they have a daughter, so, like, you know, you already, like, get the whole, like, you know, I, like, you know, we were actually just talking about that, they call me the Antichrist, and, uh, and, like, literally, we're all, like, it's it just, my, like, everyone's, like, you know, doing the whole, you know, trying to, you know, I guess, like, trying to relate to us, but doing the whole, like, you know, yeah, back in the day, like, and it's, like, I don't care, like, dude, just it's stop. Like, you're doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Just, just come over cool. and say hi. Yeah. She's too cool. Um, That's it, funny. Just the thing. Because I remember the first time, like, the first time I spoke to you. Because, like, I would see you all, but, like, I'm a, I'm very um, reserved and introverted. So, you know, I tend to walk around with my head down. And, you know, if you say hello, I'm going to say hello so back. Am I. <laughs> um, but I remember, um, we were out in front of uh, the old uh, gym. Yeah, and I you think, and Joe. Yeah, and it was yeah. And we're because we're talking about comic books, and like yep. we came over, and you were like really nice, like hey, how's it going, coach? Yeah, yeah. And like to me, I was like, call me coach. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. And then, then from there, it was just like every time I saw you all, it was like hello, you know. And then I started. I don't know if I was like coaching, like. Like, I, I think I, I don't know what you were, I was working yeah, with. I think you started, in. you started helping okay, yeah. to fill in periodically. Um, and, and then just from there, it's like, okay. And I've always felt like, I, then once I started working with um, Landon's group, I'd like, if I didn't see you all there, I was super nervous. I was just like, <laughs> oh, but if I saw you all sitting over there, I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. brief. All right, I, it, 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 if anything, if I mess up, I know somebody in that crowd has my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, okay, I, I don't see them here. Okay, kids, yeah. um, we're going to go over. I think the only thing that's like the, that anybody can really say that's scary about us is that it just, um, what's scary is, is honesty, I guess, for lack of a smoother oh, way to, to, to put it. 
like you can deal with honesty, right? Like you yes, can yes. you can build on it, you can fix things, even if you don't agree on something, or even if you you hurt another person. As long as you're honest, you you can you can work on that. You know, you, you you're never wondering where somebody's coming from, what they really mean. You you don't have to you don't have this confusion or whatever. Yeah. And that takes a lot of people back. That it, like it freaks them out in a way. There's no pretense, and you know, if if I don't like something, I don't like it. Um, if I don't want my child around, she's not a let. I won't say, oh, maybe I'll let her visit. No, answers no. I don't yeah. need to. Exp and that that's intimidating, I guess, for a lot of people. And and I can I can see, but I would rather not waste time sucking somebody's ass and just say what I mean and what I feel right then and there. And then you don't ever have to go, well, did she really mean, you yeah. know? And so some people attribute that as, as, as a scary type personality. And, you know, so I, I can, I can, I can see where a lot of people get that from, but I'd, I'd rather be around somebody who's, who, you know, where you stand with yeah. them than and, and you never have to question their judgment or, or, or have a doubt than to be around somebody who's all sunshine and roses and then mm -hmm. as soon as you leave, you know that they're doom and gloom as soon as you leave or they're, they're you know, whatever. So yeah. I'm happy being up in, in my black castle, secluded away from everybody, if that's the way they want to view me, because it, it just, it keeps the drama away. So I, I guess we do kind of feed into that scary persona because it, it keeps the it keeps the wolves at bay i guess yeah you know? and i mean laurie mentioned about the drama i mean you know everybody can agree there's enough drama without creating your own and with laurie and i we've always been the type of people where if i don't see you for six months i want you to feel when you see me that you can pick right up and yeah. we don't have to explain why we haven't seen you for six months and you know we've always told everybody especially you know the people at ivy league who are still new friends to us we always try to let them know look you, you you'll get to know us we're you know a little different at first um you know we're not your typical family but once you get to know us there's no strings attached. You don't have to feel like you have to explain anything to us. If you just invite three or four people out of the whole group and we're not, you know, we're not invited. We're not the type where, Hey, you know, how can we weren't invited? We thought, uh, yeah. you know, Dante, I mean, man, you did a podcast with it. How can you do a podcast and you have something you, and we're not like that. We don't, you know, there's always a, if you're a friend of ours, there's a reason why you did what you did. And until I have a reason to doubt you, I'm I'm not going to, you know. And I, I don't want you to doubt me either, unless I give you a reason. You that's know? that's how I feel with, um, even just doing this, because I think you all are going to be. Well, I I did a podcast. Mark was actually episode one. Yeah, we, we um, yeah we listened to the whole thing. Which I'm trying to get him to come back on, because <laughs> we 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 recorded on my phone, and I thought my phone had two mics. Okay. Because because the phone tells me it has two mics. Right. So I had the top of the phone sitting towards him and the bottom sitting towards me. So you can barely yeah. hear him. And I'm like, hey, man, now I have the mics. I have the mixture. You can hear him when yeah. he laughs. He has that very distinct laugh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like I, I'm thinking back on my episodes. Now you guys, I believe, are the second, you know, people from Ivy. Cool. Awesome. That, that's Aww. on here. Because what I was trying to do is I was trying to do um, an alternating thing. Um, I have, you know, friends I want to work with remotely and then get someone from Ivy League and then someone remotely and then back from Ivy League and, and do that uh, for a 10-episode run, uh, five and five. 
And then I realized I'm not good at organizing stuff. Look, let's just do what you're gonna do. It's October. Let's right. let's Let talk. Let the chips fall. Like, yeah, it's, it's like I I have things planned, but I don't. I'm not married to those plans. It, it's like um I'm, like unless I speak with you and say, okay, we're doing it this date, and I put it on the calendar. It, it's like you know, it's not in stone for me. I, I might have the thought in my head because right. I think I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I reached out to you a while ago, yeah. but I hadn't put anything in, in terms of like a plan. I was like, okay, I, I need to put this in motion. Um, but I, I do feel like too doing this, it's like, and I don't know how many people from Ivy League, you know, listens to this. It's like, I, you know, it's like, I don't want anyone coming at me if y'all are listening, you know, you know, fill in any kind of way because like, look, I I say at the end of every episode, if y'all want to be on, reach out to me. Right. right. Like I, I, you know, because to be honest, and you can't force something because yeah. then it's not going to make for good conversation. Yeah. yeah. So well, it's got to jive, well, you know. It, it, my thing too with people, it's like most of the people at the gym. There, there's a I have a relationship of some sort, so I feel like you come sit down and we can talk. I mean, we've been talking here. Two hours, right? And Jesus. and I feel like you know I'm in that mode where I'm like, like I looked at this, I was like, ah, I mean, I mean, sheesh, too, like, but and, and, and honestly, at the beginning, I felt like myself I was like, I, I felt like my energy was a little off, and then it's like at about forty minutes in, we're all rolling, right? Yeah. Energy right. was there, and I feel like that with everyone. It's like, you know, most people they come on, they're like, or if I approach them, like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? Well, what are we going to talk about? You know, for three hours. Well, first off. I try to keep the episodes between 90 minutes to two hours. Right, right. So not really three hours. So I do have a couple that are three hours, and yeah. it's like, ooh. Yeah. Like, y'all, they, hey, here it goes. But, well, you know, a few of the people after we got done, I was like, I can't believe we actually talked that long. And it's like, once once the ball is rolling, you can, you know, you can talk. And, and my whole thing with anyone coming on, it's like, if I know you, I know we can sit down. If I don't know you... My my advice to them is like, look, listen to an episode or two. Get, get I feel like people get a good sense of me from listening to the podcast because I'm very open, almost too open to some points where I've I have edited out some episodes where I was like, I think I said a little too much there. Let's go ahead and cut that out. Cut perfect. No one even knows it happened, but there will be a greatest hits coming one day. Yeah, but you I, I blog now. and I can't. I don't have that luxury because I like. My family hates it because there's nothing off limits. Lewd, crude. I mean, if if it has to I'm do with aware. you, I'm going to expose you. I mean, it makes good entertainment, and and I want to get that out. I like to share, yeah. and and I love to write, and and so when I blog about stuff, you know, I hit that send button, and then I'm like, yeah, I scrunch up, and I'm like, oh god, I just freaking did that, you know, but. You know, like it, it makes it's it's good. It's funny. And then, you know, and now, you know, I, ha I have friends that are like, hey, so am I ever going to get in into one of your stories or whatever? And it's you can't just make it up. It's got to happen. It's got to yeah. be natural. Yeah. So I don't blog every day. I, I blog when there's something worthy of sitting down for however many hours it takes to get this out. Because when you read it, it's only going to be about maybe three to five minute read. So it's got to yeah. pack a punch. It's got to be. Yeah worthwhile so i mean i can't imagine sitting down you know screwing around on the computer trying to get everything right and then to get a conversation with another person rolling blogging it's just yourself and your experience working with somebody that's got to be you know i mean this has been fun and everything yeah, but blast, i haven't man. had to facilitate it 
So, I mean, that's, it's not stressful for me. I can't imagine for you. I, I've, so when I, I've been doing uh, podcasts in some capacity uh, for several years. Um, My friends who do Nerd Rage Radio, um, I pop in on their podcasts every so often. Initially, it started off with two. Um, Then, you know, the groups grew up to about four, three, you know, Mm -hmm. so there are multiple people. And it it works. They've never missed an episode. They've been doing it for five years. Every single week, they've hit an episode, sometimes more. For me to do a podcast, I don't know that I can work with the second person because of scheduling. Right. I don't know when I'm going to be available, even though I, I try to make myself available all the time. But, you know, a big uh, wrench in it all is putting my daughter to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and in most times it's like, look, after nine o'clock, I'm good on a Sunday. I'm good on a, you know, uh, on a Wednesday, you know, depending on when, if you want to get in early, I'm good. But I can't always guarantee a time slot. And I would love to have a co-host. And, and be able to like converse. Hey, so how was your week? Right. You know, how, how was training? What are we doing? Da, da, da. But at the same time, it's just scheduling. I know it won't work that way. But also, I, in doing this, I'm starting to find that I'm, I don't think I'm a control freak. But I don't, it's like things, I guess you could say it's control freak. Like things have to yeah. be a certain way for right. me sure. to do this. Um, it's just like, look, or else why do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I see it. I mean, why do it if it's not the way you want it to be? You know, it, it, it for me, it's fun. It, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And, and that's what I say to people is like the second that it's no longer fun. Stop doing it. Um, it's fun for me because I say podcasts are just conversations with friends that are being recorded and everyone gets to be in on. Um, I have a friend up in Philadelphia. Um, he does a podcast with he and his wife every week. And it's funny because I'll turn it on and I'll start listening. And within five minutes, I'm in. I'm, I'm just hooked into what did they do for the week? Right. Like, right, oh, right. oh, she's getting her brakes changed. Yeah. Let's hear the story behind that. And I'm making it a habit for myself with just the world that we're in with limited access to people. I'm making it a point to listen to podcasts with my friends mm-hmm. because to me, that's a way for me to get to hang out with you and, and hear what's going on. Um, you know, unfortunately I don't get to see everyone as much. Um, also, you know, with scheduling too, but I, I look at this big, you know, project as just a fun hobby to do. Um, when people come over and I'm always, you know, I just, um, set up, you know, an episode and it's scheduled and I wrote on there, you know, thank you everyone. I know I say this every time and I'm not going to stop. I appreciate everyone who downloads who you know comes on and be a guest like to me it says to me that look you're willing to take however much time of your day to spend either listening to me or talking with me you know you know i'm part of your day and i appreciate that um you know because i for me i can listen to podcasts at work so I, I have that luxury. I don't think other people have that luxury. So anyone that takes that, you know, that 90 minutes, two hours, three hours, you know, however much time an episode is, anyone that takes that time and listens, I'm like, dude, thank you. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what I said, you know. Right. We you listen t- to you in the truck. Yeah. Well, well you. you know, one thing that, that we appreciate and uh, we tell it to every, well, we try to tell it to everybody with Lena and particularly with the relationship to Ivy League, you know, Laurie and I, we obviously, we don't take the classes. We'd love to do it, but... Um, you, you know, right now, Lena is, you know, 
That's why we're there. And like I tell everybody, if you're if you benefit my daughter and my daughter looks up to you, then you have my respect. Just I mean, just along with that, you know, I mean, we've never rolled on a mat, but I listen to my daughter and the stories she tells us when she's in class, even when we're not there. We watch your interact. Well, and, before COVID, we watched your interaction with her. Yeah, and, and when she leaves a class and takes something, you know something that you've said and that resonates with her and then she explains your meaning behind what you said and and she's like and this just really you know like that that made me feel good i felt like i could really do it's like so there's little endearments if that's a word you know that it really stands out you know so we've come to feel part of certain people's lives from you know ivy league just through her and you know obviously the way through another person's heart is definitely, you know, by their children, you right, know, absolutely. and that, that means a lot. Laurie said exactly what I was going to say. You know, we live through her. And so, you know, we build our relationships. I mean, even though we do know you, you know, not just with Lena and, and being in the classes and being her coach, we spend enough time around you that we feel like, you know, we know you, we definitely respect you. And, uh, you know, we think you're a great person, you know, but that's, that's how, you know, that's, that's, that's what we respect. And that's what builds our relationship. But uh, before I turn it over to Lane, I just want to say we appreciate what you've done for her and also as, uh, you know, our friends, you know. The so. first, well, and just to end on that note, the um, the first time that you worked specifically with, with Lena's group at Ivy League, um, that's when um, the one child from the school, I think, in um, South County, he um, had committed suicide and you sat down with the kids and you were like, look, there are bullies out there. And and you gave a a pep talk to the kids and you let them know at any time, please reach out to me. I will listen. You know, nothing is worth that. And the main reason for us bringing Lena to Ivy league was, you know, a really intense situation that she had gone through that led to several more incidents and that resonated with her and i mean she left really all in the fields and everything i mean that to for a stranger who is a coach or whatever to to reach out and and to be approachable when teachers at school who are the very people that you're supposed to feel that way about were part of her issue it it meant a lot to her it meant a lot to us and then you know we came down from that black castle and reached out and was like, Hey, so, you know, see you around next time. And then worked on a, or on a relationship with you. And that, you know, that just meant a lot. So that's, you know, another reason why we were here and I thank you as well. And then I'll leave this to, to Lena. Um, but like, it's just like, I like can really tell how, like, I still remember I was like severely bullied in school. Like it was really bad. Um, like it was just I didn't know how to defend myself um I like really all my friends like just kind of vanished and you know they all kind of left for their own groups and I was really meant to like you know go through school all by myself and I had nobody and I remember how it honestly got like so bad to where my parents really didn't know what to do and we were thinking about homeschooling because it got like really bad um yeah, not only like mentally but physically, like honest, like it was hard. It was horrible. Um, but I remember the first night my mom and dad took me to Ivy League, and I held onto the car door, 
and I refused to get out of the car. And I looked, like I, no, I, I literally looked at my parents and I was like, you're forcing me to go into I a fight like school. A well, no, I was like, you're forcing me to go into a fight school where kids know how to actually fight and are going to kick my, and I was like, I'm literally thinking like, I'm not going to make friends. They're all going to make fun of me and I'm, I'm going to leave, um, in tears. And I remember as soon as I walked in, I just saw like you immediately, like nobody looked at me nobody whispered. It, literally people treated me like I wasn't there as soon as I walked through the doors and I wasn't I was expecting me like it, it, I expected it to be like a movie they all turned around and pointed and laughed at me you know something along those lines and I walked through I got a gi on um I got a white belt and I was basically put onto the mats and immediately kids were walking up to me like hey I'm like so and so it's Kids by the name of Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Well, like, lit- well, yeah, no, like, liter- yeah, like, literally, this, like, this girl came up to me. Hi, I'm Mac and Cheese. It's nice to meet you. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. And then, you know, another girl. Hi, I'm Poison Ivy. It's nice to meet you. And I, like, you know, I, hey, hi, I'm, um, I'm Bearcat. It's nice to meet you. Or hi, I'm Weasel. And like, it's like all these people. And I'm like, you know, but they were all fun and they were laughing and I, I felt so comfortable. And I like, as soon as I walked out, you know, my mom and dad were right there and they were like, so had, and I was like, I immediately cut them off and I was like, I want to come back again. And now she couldn't wait to get her own yeah. name and go figure it's Wednesday Adams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I remember like, and I would have never thought like I would have now been, you know, going to competitions, being a third degree gray belt and being there for three years. And, and coaching. Yeah, and I've and, and, yeah, I've been coaching since like 2018. And you six know, after yeah, six months, like, yeah, six months after I started, like, you know, I see these kids that are higher belts than me and I'm teaching them and they're all like, you can tell they kind of giggled because like, you know, they're, they've been there for like years and I just started and I'm teaching them. But like, I really made like a good family and like a lot of people think, oh no, I can't do jujitsu or I can't do martial arts because like, you know, I'll get my butt kicked or like stuff. And it's really not like that. When you go there, you're making a family and you're being not only taught, but you're, you're teaching like everything, everything you do, you are give you're giving, but you're taking. And it's like you know, it is, it's a family and it's like the, it's honestly one of the best things like I ever experienced and all. That's great to hear. (laughs) Um, it's, I had somewhat of a similar experience coming in. You know, I I went in on my own, you know, choice, but I remember going in and just thinking, you know, I think back to, you know, old eighties movies, you know, in TV shows, comedies where it's like, you're the grown man and you're in a classroom full of, five-year-olds you know <laughs> kicking so, your butt and all. And i remember my friend he's always said that though too and you know i remember going in and i paired up with mouth um yeah. he, he actually was they were like hey you know mouth take them and show them you know some of the basics and he's just flinging me around and just beating me relentlessly not like you know you know <laughs> yeah, in a bad yeah. way but i was just like okay you know and in my head i was like i don't know if i want to do this like that little kid just like Locked my shoulder up. That didn't feel good. He just like I felt powerless. He had mountain. I, I didn't know how to get out of that. Yeah. I was like, well, no, I got to come back because he's not gonna get the best of me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my revenge. Uh, never got it. I, I rolled with him right before he went off to college, and the best I could do is look. He he didn't get the invert on me. Right, right. That it, that's only because I'm heavy. 
and I just I just held on to his legs like you're yeah. not going to invert on me today, buddy. But um, I remember coming in and thinking the same thing. But I also chose Ivy League because you know I I felt welcomed. Mm-hmm. I felt um, like immediately part of the family. And you know I I always tell people that um, you know especially when it comes to jujitsu. And it's, you know, a little bit putting myself down, but not really. It's like, look, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I, I don't understand things so well all the time. But this clicked. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. And maybe this is just my thing. I don't know. But I always try to encourage people to do it because I think, number one, it's important in that in that sense of, um, um, you know, family atmosphere. You know, right. having, having a, a, a belonging um it's important in that regard it's important in you know understanding your body one of the things when we have new students come in and i'm working with them the first thing i tell them is like you got to learn how to fall mm-hmm. if you don't know how to fall you're gonna have a rough time um i, I had um a gentleman i think he's 25 26 this is the first time he's done anything athletic in his life wow. and i told him he's like we're gonna learn how to fall today right. and we went over break fall over and over and over and over just going over backward break fall and and i told him like look dude i understand it's scary you're falling backward like the floor is coming at you fast but you got to get comfortable with falling um get comfortable with your body and you know and even just the years that i've been there i've I've coming up on what like well five and a half years um with with my time training there just the difference that it's made for me in terms of the way I look at things the way I think about things um I, you know I coach Mark and I sit and we talk about jiu-jitsu a lot and his breakdown of videos it just blows me away that that's my next uh chain in the evolution yeah. is learning how to watch videos how he watches them because it's just he sees such detail that like I, I see the bigger picture and I'm like, right. oh no, you got to do that. <laughs> no, it's like it's that simple. Then he'll point out like, no, but look at the way that his elbow was flared this way. It's like, right? Oh, okay, I didn't see that. I just saw that you do this. Yeah. Um, but he he has such a way of breaking things down, and that is kind of my next step now. In in you know my growth with Ivy League is understanding to break things down a certain way, and also, um, as he messaged me the other night, we're going back and forth. Was like, I'm gonna get you to start attacking. Because I, I defend. Mm-hmm. It's like, I only learn the offensive moves so I can defend them. That's why not. And the thing is, it, it's like once I'm in a position where I can attack, I don't. Because I'm like, well, I don't know how to really attack. I just know how to defend your attacks. Um, so as that's my my next mission in learning, yours. yours too. So we'll, we'll work on it. I, I'm, not, I'm not there often enough um, just with scheduling. It's, it's just difficult for me to be there um, to train for myself. Uh, Coach Mark and I, we try to find a random day um, throughout the week. And even with um, Coach Naomi, she and I have trained a little bit from time to time. Actually, I think we've trained twice. Um, so I, I try to get training in where I can. But I'm hoping her schedule smooths out so I can start coming back Tuesday and Thursday nights because – Number one, I just miss being on the mats. Mm-hmm. And number two, I, I miss the people there. Like, I go in there now, and there are people I don't know who they are. And it's like, 
Yeah, you gotta catch up. Like, who are you? Where are the well, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I don't know you. Like, well, it's it's you know, I, but I love it there. I, I think um, the program that Danny has put together, it, it's I think is great. I, I think um, you know the connection that we all have to each other too. It's just you know. It's like, it's like again, it's like a family. We may not always see eye to eye, but we always know we have each other's back. Yeah, I and mean, if someone says like, "Hey, you know, I don't like Lena's hair," I was like, "Well, what's wrong with her hair? Like, right. who are you? Like, right. I'm not sure why." No, 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 no. You're not just gonna come in here and start talking about someone's hair. Like, like, talk, talk to me first about her hair. Right. Um, you know, versus you know, if it's somebody within the group, like. Really like her hair. Well, why don't you go tell her you don't like her hair? Yeah. Like, you tell her like, that. Yeah. But if it's someone from the outside, I was like, well, okay, you don't like her hair. Well, now you got to go through me first, and right, then right, right. you can go tell her like with a broken jaw why you don't like right. her hair. Yeah, exactly. But um, but I'm I'm glad that you know the experience has grown to what it is. That's um, that's always good to hear. I, I put up a post the other day about um the kids because we were we were we've been working on grips with the uh, little ninjas. Because we realize when we let them go live, they don't know what to do. They're just bouncing around, <laughs> hopping around like little kids. Like, okay, you got to get grips. Yeah, jumping on these. Um, and seeing a few of them now, they've got it. They got the grips. They understand. Snap down. You know, chest to back. Spin around. It was like, and just seeing them, you know, it's like, dude, I forgot how great this feels. Mm -hmm. just, I, yeah, I still remember, like, I, when I was doing the kids' classes, I really kind of, like, you know, not really like bragging or anything, but like I remember I took to it really Sounds quickly. Like a humble brag to me. <laughs> no, like, but I took to it really quickly, and like I really like I enjoyed learning, so I paid attention more, and mm. I really like I really focused. And um, after a class, um, I I did my fun like I did my first class, and then I finally got into doing like two classes a day where I would yeah. do. Yeah, I would do uh, my first class, and then I'd do, like, my AP class. And then I started seeing adults coming in after my classes, and I'm like, whoa, like, we're having, like, there's more classes after me. And I remember going up to Max Dan, and I'm like, hey, like, you know, would I, like, would it be okay if I maybe jump in with the adults? And I remember going in there, I was mostly, I was, I was the only girl, and I was the youngest in there. And, you know, there was, like, you know, all these adults and it did it freaked me out but i wanted i wanted to show my face and i wanted to meet new people and i'm really thinking for them to like you know mess around with me which they did but it wasn't anything like rude and it wasn't anything i couldn't handle and they kind of showed me how to like you know take things and all they were kind of like teaching me how to be tougher and you know i really like now like we're all friends with them and like you know like i see them and i wave to them well, and now you're in the adult yeah. Class. yeah and so not only like so i started taking more and more of the adult classes and i started finding new moves and i was getting better because i took the extra mile and you know like it was just like i really committed to it and i started competing and that's how I won my first competition against a boy who was three, 30 pounds um, more than me. And um, I, th I think he, um, but yeah, he was like, and he, like he was a lot bigger than me. And I won and it made me feel good. And I went on to my next like Naga and I won twice. And I realized that it's actually paying off. And I realized like, you know, doing martial arts actually is paying off for me. I got more confident in school. 
and I was I still am not picked on as like as much at least as I used to and you know when people you know in the hallways would shove me around or like you know maybe make fun of me I'd just be like all right sorry you feel that way I'll see you later you, you perceive it differently you go to class and you when you come home now because we can't sit there and watch it's it's Oh God, you know. So you know, Coach Dante says, you know, he he he's he's tired of me this week. You know, he's got a herniated hangnail, and you know, his left toe is is dislocated. So he'll catch me next week. And then uh, Coach Coach Ronnie and and Coach Brandon, they're they're showing me these moves, and 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 she's got all these jokes, and and she gets picked on in in a, in a good way. So it's it's almost yeah. like yeah, like I'll be walking. What, what could a typical quote-unquote uh kid say or do that's going to have any effect on her when she's going with all these guys now that are razzing her and literally adult joking back and forth with her like she's on a different level now like she's you know and you can see the difference that it's made it's you know yeah and and now when she talks about being picked on like by you know the adults in the class it more makes her feel like she fits in than, yeah. than anything. Yeah, it's, she it's loves in that it. way. She, she's, she says it's like her brothers and, and sisters. Like she's part of a group. Yeah. It is like you know? a family. We're picking on you because, you know, we love you. It's right, not like right. we're picking on you because, oh, like, look it's at in, you. It, like, like, it right. makes you, inclu- it, to be picked on means you're included. Yeah, yeah. like it's never, different, right. never once know? do I feel like, oh, wow, they must really, like, they must really not like me. I think, you know, like, hey, you better watch your mouth or I'm going to come on to the mat. Like, you know, it's always like joking and like it, it really, it makes you feel feel good that you know you're as close to them um you're like as close to them so they can joke with you i mean and and that's exactly what it should be though too it's like i always feel like especially growing up you know i would get picked on but then there was a certain point where getting picked on like joking with friends it's amongst friends but it's like okay well like you know, you're not picking on me. Like, like, what's up? I feel, you know, like, is everything okay? It's like, okay, if you're not, if you're not throwing jokes at me, throwing jabs, you know, there must be some static. That that's right. how I eventually took it. But it's like, you know, whenever there's fresh jokes, like whether it's you know a shoulder bump, yeah, or you know if I if I like you know flex on you, like back up off me, son. Right. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, or it, you're walking and they do the typical, they'll kick the back of your legs yeah. so you go backwards. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, you know that, that's that's out of love. And people might say like, well, that doesn't sound very loving at all. It's like, yeah, but that's that's family love. I mean, yeah, like definitely she dislocated my jaw. Well, no, love. like at like after class, you get the whole like I'm walking off the mat and like you're already sweaty. And all of a sudden you get like grabbed and you get thrown into some dude's dirty, disgusting armpit. And I'm screaming and banging on like, please let me. Oh, my God, it's horrible. And they're that, like, you know, they'll like do the whole Ronnie movie. love. Yeah. Yeah. Ron- his armpit Ronnie, Ronnie and Brandon. That's, that's another podcast. For, <laughs> you know. like, it's like it's funny because, you know, as you know, we veered into this direction. I was like, well, I was going to have them on for, you know. The jiu-jitsu talk but it's like you know what no you know let's just keep rolling with it. <laughs> right. but um but i'm i'm happy to hear that I'm, I'm glad you know just the overall experience has has been wonderful um because like i said when i started ivy league the big thing one of the big things to me with ivy league too is i watched the kids class and i watched the interaction between danny um i think it might have been chrissy i can't 
the um but i watched the, the interaction with the kids and just the no it wasn't Chris because i think her knees were injured joe i then it might have been i don't know i know danny was there like he he stood out um but it, it was it i i just loved what i saw i just love that the kids were happy you know to say it, it i went to another gym prior to ivy league um just for the trial and i walked in just you know it was like i just got kind of thrown into the group yeah. but it, it was more like all right you're just here for us to whip on mm-hmm. like you know like like you'll learn as you go. I was like, well, I don't want to learn that way. That doesn't right. sound fun at all. Right. Even though there is some advantage to that, but I, I, I wasn't in it for that because it's like I'm going to be paying you money. Yeah, to exactly. Beat. Like I pay money now to get beat up, but it's like, yeah, but I'm learning right. also with the with these beatings. Number one, but number two, it, it's like again, I want to be there. It's a positive experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, um, the, like just hearing all that. It is great and hopefully you know uh that being what it is let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up here because we've been going for two and a half hours all right um so uh you mentioned earlier your blog would you like to plug that uh, get some sure. some eyes on that uh laurie michelle um it's on the uh wix w-i-x.com just type in l-a-r-i m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e and um, as long as you don't mind vulgarity, I'd love to have you. Nothing big. I, I feel like so if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> any po- just, I've only had two episodes where, actually, this is the third one where I did not use any profane language. Yeah, you were. Um, you were good. Yeah, we'll try to hold back. Like, and the thing is, I, I don't mind profane language. It, what's weird to me though is being around. With well, yeah, kid, yeah. Because I used to teach preschool, so it's <laughs> like there's a switch that goes off. It's like children around don't curse. Yeah, we're we're heathen. But, she unfortunately she's around. Well, I mean, if you just heard the movie she watched. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what, and I mean, just to make it quick, you know, we've always told Lena ever since she was you know, old enough to understand. Look, you're going to hear things that doesn't make it okay for you to use it. Yeah. And do you, as I say. Right. And yep. you will learn. And I think the way she is with, you know, Ivy League and all, she's got a big heart. She's got a lot of respect. So even though we may use vulgar language and all, you know, which we try not to, it, you know, we try to make sure she, you know, understands that there's a, a right way to everything, even vulgar language. You know what I mean? Yep. So, but yeah. Um, <laughs> real quick story on um, profane language. Uh, my buddy, uh, Bobby, he, so we used lots of colorful language around their home. Um, but it, even around the kids, I, 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 again, that switch goes off. I just don't, but, um, I, I've heard colorful words around the children, but, um, and, and part of that goes into their playing, I believe it was sorry once and his uh, oldest daughter, you know, he bumps her back to back to start, and she goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and they go, "Whoa, hold on, okay." You know, they tell her, "Don't say it," and she goes, "Can I ask a question without getting in trouble?" Yes. Loaded. What's the big deal? I mean, it's just a word, and you know, they they kind of went into it and they explained, like, "Look, you're right. It is just a word, but there's a time and a place." Um, you know, if you say this at school, they're going to call me in and it's going to F up my day. Right. Because I got to come in now and deal with your shit. So if you F up my day, 
I'm going to F up your day. Right. So just don't say it. Right. Um, and even with my goddaughter, she got in trouble for roughhousing and, and, you know, saying shit. And her mom tasked me with the job of sitting and talking with her. I was like, so what'd you say? And she says, it was like, oh, look, put it this way. It's fine to say, just don't say it around adults, okay? Right, right. <laughs> just, just like, I, you know, I, th- I think she was t- 10 or 11 at the time. I was like, look, I've been saying these words since I was like seven. Right. It's all right. Just be like, be respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not around adults. Yeah. It's like, it's like, if you know they're here, just, you know, like, just catch yourself. Yeah. But, um, but thank you all for uh, coming on. Um, it had a great time. Absolutely. Uh, like, I, I got some notes here on uh, movies to watch as well. Yeah. Happy to help. Um, and you know, it, it, I'd love to have you all on again. Yeah, uh, it, I'd, I'd love to be back. Just, just, just a lot of fun. Um, and as usual, to everyone out there listening, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, taking the time to download, taking the time to, you know, I, I got a couple of nice messages on Instagram today. I think it's from the same person. He just has two accounts. Um, but it looked like it was two people. Uh, but thank you everyone for um, everything that, you know, goes into this, uh, everyone that's listening. Um, and, you know, shouting out, you know, as usual, my favorites, jujitsu happy hour. Those ladies are putting together a good show over there on YouTube Always check them out. They got new episodes on Sundays. Uh, check out, obviously, Nerve Age Radio. Uh, my guys over there, Bobby uh, Pinkerton and, and Joe. Check those guys out. Sonny Brown Breakdown. Go check out his podcast. Check out Student of BJJ on Instagram. A lot of great breakdowns and technique videos. And The Bishop Chronicles is another podcast you all should go check out. Y'all ever have any questions, want to be on the show, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Off the Mats Podcast or BJJ.wiki on Instagram as well or Facebook, one of those. I, I'm, I'm all over the place. You can find me. So uh, feel free to reach out to me. Otherwise, thanks again. You all be safe and stay tuned for more Halloween episodes. Bye, y'all.